Hey guys, if we were characters from Ruby, what would your semblances be? Attracting an audience. Starting this podcast on time. Not being on this podcast. <laughs> this, this is, is The Christian Artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. My name's Caleb. My name is Connor. <laughs> My name is Carly. Well, we, I go. was trying to do the three part well, ones. And then... It doesn't matter anymore. All right. You, you know what would have been much better if you hadn't said anything and yeah. just kept going. And, then, and we just got to keep going. And... <laughs> but no. No, I got to close but... out. No. All right. Anyway, okay. So um, today we are going to be talking about Ruby. So, okay. So uh, we have all seen the show Ruby. Carly recently watched it in a two period, a two day period. <laughs> What, like two or three half, days, yeah. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, so that's all something we love, and since Carly has just finished watching it, and Caleb has just finished watching it like a week before, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Carly started and finished it. Mm -hmm. Um, we figured that would be something we should review. But first, before we do that, Caleb and I went and saw a movie last night that we want to give a quick pitch for because it was really, oh, yeah. really good. Um, it was called The Riot and the Dance. And, uh, or just, no, so, just The Riot and Dance. The Riot and the Dance. No, yeah. you're right. The Riot and the Dance? Yeah. Okay. Right, so it's about uh, people who are rioting in the streets and then the dancers who oppose them. No, I'm kidding. It's not what it's about. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was like, that's, is this an analogy here? I'm not... Nor me. No, so uh, away, I, I believe it was by a guy named... Andrew Wilson? Nope. Is that <laughs> N D Wilson? N D. That's his initials. I don't remember. N D. Okay, so his so so the guy who directed it was N D Wilson, and the guy who narrates it is his uncle, Gordon Wilson. Gordon Wilson. And what the movie was about is it was a nature documentary about how we should view nature and animals from a Christian perspective, hmm? um, and it was very, very interesting, um, very thought provoking. And honestly, it's, it was one of those things that you come away from realizing that you just got theology about something you never thought there would be theology about. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was, it was so interesting to hear somebody who was passionate about animals and nature um, talk to us about um, what 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 a christian how how a christian should view nature and animals oh wait has has andy wilson been in some apologia stuff yes the, the, okay that's why that's why i recognize the name yeah yes. the wilson family is kind of like all good friends they're all friends with each other the apology of people in the in the wilsons so yeah yeah so it was really yep. cool yeah and, um, and that's how caleb heard about yeah i was i was i was literally just like binge listening to apologia stuff on sunday yeah. and they came out with a video right when I was, like, in the middle of binge listening to stuff. And I was like, oh, hey, this <laughs> is literally tomorrow. Uh, hey, guys, you want to go see this? Yep. So. But, yeah. So, um, another funny thing is that we actually went and saw it with Hannah Jacobs, mm -hmm. who is a, a listener of the podcast. Yeah. Hey, Hannah. And, I don't know if she um, listens regularly as of now, but. Right. Well, I mean, she might because she knew we were going to pitch this video. Or pitch no, this, true. Pitch this movie. But, uh, so, anyway, so this is just last night. And, yep. uh, yep, yep. we, we, on the way home, we were just talking about that movie and everything we liked about it and stuff like that and everything that, you know, you know, just whatever. And, and we just went on this huge, like rabbit trail conversation about all these different things. And then it was, it, it was funny because it was kind of like, Hey, how did you enjoy the next episode of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> because 
Yeah, it was basically like we were just... That's pretty much what we did. (laughs) Yep, we basically just Um, did an episode of The Christian Artist in the car. Yeah, it was fun. It's so dumb because, like, we literally have moments like that all the time. And then it's like, well, didn't record that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whoops. But anyway, so... um, but yeah, it was it was just really cool to to get that perspective, um, and um, it was it was just fascinating to find that, and it was something that I had been thinking about recently, of just kind of like how I view animals and how I treat animals, and it's something that I've been introspective about recently. And then to find somebody who actually had a theology about it mm-hmm. was so just yeah. encouraging. It, it was, and it's like it's like the the uh, phrase of like everybody. Um, everybody choose, um, uh, what's it called? Everybody choose a part of the picket fence to paint. What, what is that? How does that phrase go? I have no idea what phrase you're referring to. So so there's some sort of phrase that one of my buddies at work told me, um, that's like, everybody should have their own picket and everybody should be painting their own part of the fence. Hmm. And so everybody has a certain thing that they're passionate about and that they should be, you know, trying to, um, fix or whatever trying to paint yeah and it was kind of like that feeling it was like i i never could have respect for um somebody who just studies animals their whole life (laughs) before that movie and it was kind of like oh absolutely like this is what a christian (laughs) looks like in this field Mm -hmm. kind of a thing and so it was really cool yeah i really liked it because it was it was a movie that knew its audience so it wasn't like a lot of christian movies where Uh, it's it's like it's obviously very much just tailored to Christians, but they try to like, I don't know, they try to evangelize in really weird kind of demeaning ways yeah. sometimes. And like films like God's Not Dead and, and other things like that, it wasn't like that at all. It was very much like, hey, this is a movie that we made for Christians to like talk about Christian stuff. Yep. And uh, here you go, guys. Here you go, yeah. Christians. You, this is a movie <laughs> for you. <laughs> yep. it, yeah, it was it was it wasn't a movie that they made for Christians to... To, like, share with their unbelieving yeah. friends and be like, guys, look, <laughs> evolution is wrong, right? right? Like, that's not... It's not one of those kind of movies, yeah. so... So, yeah, it was it was great. really good. It, um, uh, the the production team was very small, and... It was um, really high quality. And they edited it all on Adobe Premiere. <laughs> and so it was, wow. like, incredible it's production really value movie. for yeah. what they had to go with. Yep. And so it was really cool. Um, and one thing that uh, we did want to say is that it, it's it's not a nature documentary in the sense that they get technical with all the specific animals. It was more of an overview of nature in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that Caleb said he had a problem with because of his well, expectations. Well, I just, I, yeah, I had expect different expectations going into right. the film. Right? I thought it was going to be like this technical scientific documentary about animals, and I was ready for that. And then I was like, oh, that's <laughs> not what that is. Oops. Yeah. Wrong so, expect. so it was it was an overview of nature in general from a Christian point of view. So just throwing that out there yeah. because because Caleb was, I was had the wrong upset about expectations. that. Yeah. Because I wasn't I wasn't upset. Right. I was just confused well, you weren't mad at, at them. You were just upset that you had. A I was upset at myself for having the wrong expectations. Right. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the sort of thing that can like ruin your full enjoyment of a film is having wrong expectations. So, but I think that was my at fault. Least, at least for us, I don't know yeah. about the rest of the world. That's but. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um anyway, it's called that's the ride and the dance. Um if well, I, I was just if you're just segue real nicely there and you just ruined it. Well, oh yeah, I'm about to <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so it's called The Ride and the Dance, uh, directed by ND Wilson. Um go watch it if it's in a theater near you. It's not. Was it just a one day thing one worldwide? Day thing. <laughs> yeah. In all of America. Yeah, it was just So, March so once it comes out on DVD, <laughs> pick it up. 
um, at some point in the future, yeah, we're going to sure buy the have, DVD and show it to our youth group. I'm sure they'll have ways to access mm-hmm. it in the future, but they yeah. just had like a one-day release event. So Okay. All right. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. But yeah, no, it was, it was good. I liked it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, honestly incredible. That's that's what I've been saying. Some people keep asking me what it, honestly incredible. That's those are the two words about that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because I was I was seeing a bunch of like tweets from the Apology of People about it, obviously because they were excited about it. Right. Um. And Marcus Pittman was was tweeting and saying, uh, all like all I was thinking like halfway through that documentary was like, yes, Gordon Wilson, just tell me more about snakes. This is so great. Just tell me <laughs> more about snakes. <laughs> yeah. So. But okay. So. Uh, that is not the topic of today's episode, though. Nope. We had to pitch it. Thank you um, for stealing my segue. Do, do we throw it away on it, my is segue? There like, is there like some beef us? Do we need to just pause the See, podcast? See, thought that was funny. We just need to pause the podcast and talk us out, or no? Nope, we're fine. Are you sure, there's yep, no beef between us. All good. All right. Okay. Don't worry about it. Take your segue. Go ahead. But that's not our topic today. <laughs> <laughs> we are actually talking about Ruby. So, spelled R-W-B-Y, um, which is obviously the way it's spelled in the title of the podcast, so I'm assuming that you figured that out by now. Um, Ruby is a show that is kind of like an American anime, kind of, <laughs> sort of. Um, it's very stylistically taken after in the anime genre, but it's definitely American. Um, yeah. And it's... Made by Ruther T. Uh, goodness, Ruther Ruther Teeth. Rooster. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Carly. Yeah, they, made by an animation studio called Rooster Teeth. Um, and they do really, really good stuff. I mean, I don't. I actually haven't watched any of their stuff besides Ruby. Me neither. But... Uh, they're popular for Red vs. Blue. Yeah, Red vs. Blue is another thing that they but do. We have I don't never even seen know it. what that is about. So, so I haven't all. either. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, Carly, you know, I, I was meant to say this before, but um, you need to watch Ruby Chibi now. Um, it's like, it's like the, the, again, it's all the characters in in chibi form and it's just, it's just a comedy show basically, right? Like three (laughs) three minute episodes where it's just like comedy pieces of them in school doing random things. And it's so funny. (laughs) So after I finished the regular Ruby show, I was like, I need more Ruby in my life. And I looked and I was like, (laughs) Ruby Chibi. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, very funny. If you've ever seen, uh, the show Teen Titans, it's like what they did with Teen Titans Go, except mm. better. Except good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, I, mean, I think the main reason that... So, so if Teen Titans Go would have existed alongside Teen Titans, right. it would have worked perfectly. Because right. that's what Ruby and Ruby Chibi are. Right. The problem was everyone wanted just wanted Teen Titans back. Right. And instead we got Teen <laughs> Titans Go. And it's like, okay, well, this isn't the same thing. Right. Right? But it's, it, it fills two different niches. And so having both of them going at the same time, I think, was a very smart decision on Rooster Teeth's part. They did a good job. Good job, guys. Yeah. But okay, so... Um, okay, so our... I mean, our obviously, we recommend this show. Um, or else we wouldn't have been freaking out about it for the last right. two, 20 seconds. Yeah. 20, 20 <laughs> seconds? I don't know. Only 20 seconds. Than that. All right. I, I, I didn't want to say, like, a long period of time because that would have been very much exaggerating, but I think I maybe right. underwhelmed it a little bit. Yep. Anyway. So, <laughs> so we all love this show. Um, it's a very clean show. For some reason, mm-hmm. Caleb felt the need to count the amount of swear words I they did. did in the entire series. I did, and it's 11 so far. They've only sworn 11 times. In five seasons. In five seasons. And they don't I think they swear at all <laughs> until the third season. Yep. 
Yeah, they didn't start at all until the third season. And the, almost exclusively, it's the adults who swear. Mm-hmm. And I think Yang swears once yep. in the fifth season. <laughs> yep. But, like, it's one of those things okay. where, like, and then all of the other parts of it are just super wholesome. And, right. like, it's just such a pure and innocent show, and I love it so <laughs> yeah. much, right? Like, they don't, they they knew, it's it's such a good show to be able to recommend to people, because it's, like, I, I can just recommend it to them and not have to say any content yeah. warning whatsoever. Yep. I can just be like, guys, watch Ruby, it's amazing. Yep. You will love it. Mm-hmm. Clean family fun for the whole family. Clean family fun for the whole family. Yeah, no, ruin that. But, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? It's just, yeah. just, it's such a good. It's like Avatar: The Last Airbender, really. When oh. you get down to it, right? Where it's like, I can just recommend this to people wholeheartedly, and like, I don't have to say anything about like mm-hmm. content warnings or whatever. Yep, so good, such a good show. Um. So okay, so yeah, but yeah so we we definitely like the show what it's about because we haven't gotten to that mm-hmm. yet is uh <laughs> a group of four girls um, a group of four girls you could just said four girls <laughs> if you're gonna okay. pick what i say i'm gonna <laughs> all right so there so it's about four girls who go to this school and are training to be huntresses and they're training to be like warriors and defenders of their nation mm-hmm. and um pretty That's much like... the story is about those four um, having nothing but each other and relying on each other and I mean, being a part of a family. They've teamed Juniper too and some adults. Right, but but it's, the show is about <laughs> I know, I just... Right, the show is about yeah. them caring about each other, mm-hmm. being there for each other. Um, it's about and teamwork. It, it, honestly, well, it is, which is, which is very interesting. But um, it's also a very wise show um, <laughs> and, and all of the topics that they handle and we'll go through a couple of them um, later. Um... But we're gonna work this like we normally do a review show, review episodes, and um, so we're going to get into spoilers like next. But we're I mean, so we're, we'll do an overview of the like the show in. We'll continue with the overview of the show. Oh, I thought we. No, no, no. Was... Like, there's a couple more things you can say about it. Like, it's a pseudo kind of like pseudo medieval fantasy world, but not really medieval. Right. It's like steampunk esque, okay. but also science fiction. It's like a hodgepodge of a bunch of different weird yeah. parts of different genres. Um, but like the main reason all of those weird things exist, like you know, guns and swords and uh, spaceships or not spaceships, but like airships and and planes and various things like that, they all exist in the same setting. And the reason they do is because it's all powered by this like magical crystal called dust, which ma- these magical crystals called dust that uh, like power everything, uh, all the like pseudo semi magical things mm-hmm. in the in the setting, um, and yeah, it takes a lot of inspiration from like the Brothers Grimm and fairy tales and stuff, um, and a lot of its themes. Um, also, the soundtrack is soundtrack's really really good. Yes, Phenomenal. so good. I was we we ran the mile today in my body class and. The last stretch where I was like sprinting full on, like um, uh-huh. this will be the day came on, and I was like, yes, yes. This is perfect. Oh, <laughs> so 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 good, yeah. Um, okay, so I gotta ask you this question, Carly. Um, what is your favorite Ruby opening of the five? Oh, it's either either um, either season one or. Ooh. I, d- I don't remember oh, what the song title was or which season it was, but 
I, I don't remember. <laughs> well, then I it guess you can't really tell like anything, season... anything about it. If you don't remember the song title or the season. Yeah. Is, it, is it When It Falls? <laughs> yeah. You think so? I don't know. <laughs> when it I don't remember, falls. but... I don't, I don't remember. There's a point where it tips, there's a point where it breaks. Or is it that one? Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's season uh, two. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, okay, very interesting then. She likes season, season one, one and then two. season two? Yeah. Okay. I can accept that. I can accept that. Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. And and intros as well. As, uh, yeah. And again, it's very anime, intros. right? Like it's super yeah. anime, and so there's a different intro for every season. Mm -hmm. The intros tell you something about the show. And I'm like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like if I knew more Japanese, I'm sure that's what all <laughs> anime do. But I just haven't noticed it because I've only right. heard like I, I I there's no subtitles for the. The intros unfortunately um usually and so like I, I just listened to my hero academia's main theme um uh in english for the first time today no yesterday and it's basically just like him telling you about it's like the main character telling you about his life and i was like oh <laughs> wow yeah no this is obviously this is what it's about um but uh anyway yeah so it's there's five seasons um the show is actually relatively short right like it's mm -hmm. in the first season the episodes are like three minutes long and there's like what 15 they're episodes so short they're so short <laughs> um but then it, it yeah. starts then they get to be out. like 17 minutes in the last season yeah it, it, it kind of slowly creeps up towards the 20 minute mark but it never quite reaches it um and so yeah like i would say like 12 to 15 minutes are probably like the average episode length um throughout the throughout the show probably and uh yeah like it it it's basically again like a school show basically right like these people are these kids are are in combat school and learning how to like fight um to protect the world from the beasts of grim in a way it's kind of like harry potter in the sense that so, yeah the show it's like a magic school along yeah. with the characters. and that too right and the, yeah the show matures along with the characters and as they grow up right we we uh we see them change and uh have to take on more serious challenges whereas like in the first couple seasons right it's just like oh we're just hanging around at school doing goofy stuff right <laughs> so but yeah so um so yeah so that is our pitch for it i don't think we need to cover any more part of it to give an overview i'd say just go watch the show um and yeah don't spoil this one for yourself mm -mm. just 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 don't do it just watch it spoils because there's some spoils. <laughs> big spoils like lots of big spoils. thankfully i didn't come across anything <laughs> i know uh, yeah. i was so i'm really glad that i like let you know beforehand don't look at my pinterest <laughs> yeah because yeah there's stuff it's also a good thing she finished it in a day and a half so you don't really have time to, <laughs> mm -hmm. to that's the way to do it though that's the way to do it yeah, that's how to not get things spoiled <laughs> yep. for you is you go see the movie on the yeah. first day that it comes out mm -hmm. it's a good thing we did spoil that nature documentary for us or else you would have had different expectations going into yep. it I know there's not really yeah. spoilers in a show that doesn't have, or a movie that doesn't have a plot. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he touched a snake one time. That's whoa, true. whoa, I That's know. True. I don't Near want to the end of watch the movie, the movie he anymore. Touches snakes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he talks about theology involving snakes and that's the big spoiler there whoa yeah so now so now if if for some reason you had this <laughs> this podcast playing across the room and and you were listening to it 
trying to get to your phone and you tripped and fell and we're like, no, I have to pause it before it gets spoiled to me or spoiled for me. You have had plenty enough time mm-hmm. to pause this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and just in <laughs> case you still haven't reached your phone in time to pause it, we'll give you, give you a couple seconds more. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, go watch the show. And it's yeah. great. And now we're going to talk about some of the specific themes. Yes. Um, yep, yep. Honestly, though. So, I mean, let's first... let's start with this, right? Like, what? <sighs> let's start with, like, like, questions back and forth between for each other, right? Like, get a better idea of, like, maybe what we personally enjoyed about the show. Okay. Um, uh, so, Carly, what do you think your favorite, like, idea or part of the show was? Whether that's a character or, like, a plot thread or a theme I liked the whole, um, what was it called? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, why am I forgetting this? I watched I this too, like, recently. Um, the whole, like, other race thing. Oh, Faunus? With ah. the, like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Faunus. With the, uh, yeah, the White people. Fang. That's what I was uh-huh. trying to think of. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very interesting way to, to look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah that's that's yeah. one of my favorite parts as well. That was definitely on the list of things to talk about was mm-hmm. um, that storyline because... Yeah. The way the, way the show handles racism and equality. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's... Pff, put that on hold. We will talk about that. <laughs> um, Connor, what's your favorite like part of the show? I mean, it's obviously just the characters and their relationships of how they keep each other on the same side and keep each other together and just how honest they are with each other. And it, it's just, it's for me, it's like watching Psych, except an innocent show, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's an innocent version of Psych in the sense that oh, those dear. four characters love each other uh, in a wholesome way and keep each other together. And it's, and it's a, like... The, the entire show is a picture of how, like, friendships should mm-hmm. should go. And, like, in, in, in also in, like, team situations, like, like teamwork, mm-hmm. right? And so it's just a show about four girls sticking together. And that's the best part for me. And it made me cry from oh, yeah. just that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah for sure. I cried so much. Yep. <laughs> like, I've never cried because two characters hugged each other before. You know what I mean? And I did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of my answer to that, my own question, and I can't. (laughs) Um, I mean, we took the best. I know, right? Like, those are the two main things that I would probably talk about. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I guess. Mm, Okay. I think the thing I love about Ruby the most is the way they handle how how well they can do an ensemble cast oh yeah um because there are so yeah. many characters in ruby oh yeah oh yeah like <laughs> precious little time for characterization in that show mm-hmm. because there is not a lot of time in, in the season but somehow each character is so distinct mm-hmm. and 
just a unique person and mm-hmm. you could immediately look at them and know how they would handle specific situations yeah. because of the, the instant characterization we get for them mm-hmm. right like like i remember like when um when crow and winter first meet each other yeah like their fight right just <laughs> instantly epic. told us everything we need to know about those two characters yeah. yeah right and then from then on they've just been fulfilling that that role that has been established because of that scene yep um, and it's perfect. And and it's funny because you think you get that scene to show their relationship with each other. And it's really just they were just trying to showcase those two characters. Mm. And that's what's very interesting is is you think it's, oh, Winter and Crow have this like weird like rivalry slash love relationship now, right? That's I definitely ship them, by the way. Right. They should right, have known of together. Of course. Yep. But. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Just saying. But yeah, so. I've seen some pretty cute fan art. Just saying. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The fan art fan club is honestly just weird. And we're just going to leave it at that. We're just just, going to... Don't go too far scrounging for for Ruby fan art. Just just don't do it. I would say just don't do it. Turns out there are a lot of people that ship the members of Ruby with each other. Yep. A lot of people. A lot (laughs) of people do that with pretty much everything. It's true. I also um, just learned that there are some people who ship uh, Ren and John together. So that's the right. thing. Yeah. Uh, mean, thanks for sharing, Caleb. I don't. I don't. No, I but don't like, I, it's so it's so <laughs> weird to me, right? Because it's just like, how, why, what? Okay, right. that's so random. No. <laughs> right. You'd think that people would watch the show and say, "Yeah, huh? There's foreshadowing for this relationship. I think this will happen." It's like there's no foreshadowing <laughs> for a Ren and Sean relationship. They they don't yeah, bro. They don't like that. hang out. They're just <laughs> they're they're bros. Yeah, I mean, but they don't even like. Right then, after that question, you need to watch Ruby Chibi. Oh, sorry, I cut you off. No, no, you're good. <laughs> you need to watch Ruby Chibi. Yes, I will. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's... I'm just thinking about like funny moments that happened yeah. between like Ren and John. Ren and John have a <laughs> much better like bromance sort of relationship. Oh, in... Wonderful, way to... like in a good way. No, great, no, no, in a really good wording. way. Um, they have a good bro relationship <laughs> in Ruby Chibi. Right. So funny. But no, so Carly, go ahead and ask your question. Uh, favorite characters. Uh-huh. Uh Ruby. Hmm. Okay. I th- I I feel like my favorite character. Is either um, Jean or um, Ozpin? Uh, so, so uh, original Ozpin or Oscar Ozpin? Oscar Ozpin. Uh, <laughs> see, I was hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> so, so do e- do either of you see the weirdness that might develop because of because of Oscar being a young child with feelings? And being surrounded by cute girls who are yeah. good fighters. No, but he also has about. like the soul of a, a, a thousands of year old right, man, no, and, and that's and that's why it's just so sad. You Poor know, Oscar. When we talk about things <laughs> no like chance. fan art, showing you know characters in in gay relationships, we just don't talk about things like. Oh, that would be really weird. Like, you know, that's not gonna happen. All right, <laughs> but it might no. be okay. No, like, it's not knows? gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, poor Oscar. <laughs> I I ship Oscar and Ruby. Uh, the same, that, right, that's the thing. No, I do. I kind of do as well. No, if, if this happens, 
it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw a fan art of um uh, no of, of Oscar fan no, just like like a comic of Oscar like training or whatever, right? And then Ruby walks in <laughs> and he blushes, and then Austin inside of his head goes, "Oh dear." <laughs> <laughs> yeah the two of you that's great the two of you with your shipping and your fan art just saying <laughs> um yeah but like it i, I always think it's funny that um you and i like i think it was inevitable that that i was gonna like ruby as my as my favorite character because yeah. you like weiss as your favorite character yep. i mean because we're kind of those people that's yep. kind of who we are um i am the like boundlessly optimistic <laughs> kind of uh, silly one and you're the like I can see laced. that yeah kind of like the straight laced like all right gotta do this a certain way and get your act together <laughs> I mean let's be real I'm the only character that's actually trying to keep the team together <laughs> Ruby's trying she's just not good at it <laughs> uh, I was talking about me and you oh, Caleb. Oh. yeah I'm the only person well, trying I'm trying to keep I'm just not together. good at it I'm sorry. <laughs> that was just a joke, guys. We're, we, yeah. Oh, dare you. That was honestly just a joke, How? guys. It's it's good. Yeah. Were you about to? Dare you. <laughs> um, this is really weird right now. <laughs> uh, so uh, Chase has been chatting, by the way, the whole time and saying things like Yang rules and Weist rules. Uh, yes, yeah. slay. <laughs> Ruby did it better than Black Panther. Cough. But he, oh, he, he was talking about uh, in racism, terms of how yeah. they handled racism. Um. Ah. Uh, but so then his. I can. I mean, I haven't seen Black haven't, Panther, haven't but I can see either, yeah. how that would be true. Right. Um. Chase asks, "What was your favorite season, and why?" So we, we real quick, we should answer first why those are our favorite characters. I mean, I think we just answered ours, but why? Right. Why is Jean and or Oscar slash Ozpin, your favorite character. I I really like Jean throughout the entire thing because mm -hmm. you can tell that he's growing as a character because mm -hmm. at the beginning you're just like, he's weird. Mm -hmm. And then at the end you're just like, dude, he's so cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. And like has gone through this traumatic thing and like, and it's, it's really interesting. And then Ozpin, just especially in the last season, is a really interesting character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, favorite season? Uh, I think it's season three. Season three, absolutely. Carly? I Yeah, I think I'd say season three. Season three. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, because it's, it's the best season. It's the <laughs> yeah. scene that every where everything falls apart. You get to see it falls. You get to see all of the characters deal <laughs> with trauma. You get to see all of the characters show their quality. Yeah, it's right? the because linchpin. Bad things happen. Yeah, it's the linchpin between what's the what's the word? Uh, not linchpin. Um, the segue between childhood and adulthood. The segue isn't the right word, but I, I get just, yeah, the transition. The it's, transition. It's the transition, it's the midway point between the first, I mean, because there's, there's two seasons that are on either side of them, right? Right. So far. And so you have, like, the innocent side, season right. one and two, and then the serious side, season four and five. And then you have season three, which <laughs> starts very innocent and ends up very serious. 
and that's like the transition yeah. right between those two styles um it really reminded me of the ending of season two of avatar um right like in, in the si- mm-hmm. time sense of like wow crap is hitting the fan and like right. things are getting serious and like oh my goodness carly have you seen avatar last airbender no okay that's that's the next show for you then yep for real, for <laughs> real though carly. also just an innocent okay. show about kids yes Yes, if and, you'd like to review you will like Avatar Last And Airbender. with the the amount of cool. wisdom in that show is incredible. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, the show tackles a, like, <laughs> when is it okay to, mur- to, not to murder, when is it okay to kill somebody? That it, it, it actually tackles yeah, the, the idea end, of, end idea. Is, when yeah. is it okay to kill somebody? Is it okay to kill is somebody? Is it okay to right? kill somebody? Is it ever okay to take a person's life? And then there's other themes of, like, destiny and honor and like forgiveness 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 in the face of revenge and it's yeah. it's honestly incredible that's my new there's a lot of race, like apparently. It, it also handles like racism really well mm-hmm. yes, it about it. yes like, it does yes it does but it's not as overt i think because it's more about like cultural differences <laughs> than right like than race. uh what I, I mean i guess that's all it is anyway but right. like it's not about why right, they, but they it's not about them looking different, different. Yeah. it's about them acting different right having different cult- like culture values yeah. but anyway but yeah so yeah well that's not the show we're talking about though nope. so that's our pitch to you for last airbender and for the listeners in case you got <laughs> you just finished with season five of ruby because you know it you know came out a few few weeks ago slash a couple months ago <laughs> a few weeks ago yeah it ended months ago it ended like a couple months ago season five ended like two months ago yeah not weeks ago so Yes, like eight weeks ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't say weeks ago if it's act- if it's more than eight two is months. not a couple. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. I'm sorry. Like I could I could say yeah I was born weeks ago and that's technically true. That it's true. just an indeterminate amount yes. of weeks ago. Yes. Just okay. lots of weeks. Lots and yes. lots of weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. I get your point. Yeah. But here's the thing. So so yeah, if you just get done with Ruby and you were like, I need another childhood innocent show well first watch ruby chibi and then (laughs) (laughs) because it's incredible but yeah so with that all being said um i don't have a i don't have a question (laughs) so yeah season three is the best season obviously um uh let's see um what was your favorite character moment Weiss and Yang hugging in season five. That was a really good moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Dang. I almost want to say, like, it's a really depressing moment, but when Ruby sees Pira die. Yep. I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> like. Yep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, no, I know what my favorite moment is. My favorite moment of the entire show was in season four when Jean is in the forest training to Pira's yeah. video. Yeah, that's, that's what I, yeah, I was just going to say that. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That that made me cry. Because <laughs> uh-huh. yep. when, okay, so spoiler alert, Pira no- Nikos dies, guys, season three. Um, I mean, if you've already gotten <laughs> past the spoiler We gave you a spoiler warning. warning. Part, we did. We gave you um, a long spoiler warning. And, and Pyrrha Nikos is one of the best characters in the show. Hands yeah. And, uh... Oh, like, yeah. The moment when... So cool. Like, she gets shot with an arrow up on the tower, and then, like, the rest of the scene until she, like, burns away. 
I basically I was wa- we were watching Connor and I were watching in our living room and I was drinking tea and I, I was taking a drink of tea right when she got shot and I stopped and then I slammed my tea down on the, t- the t- like the chair next to me and was like no like I was super angry and like tea went flying everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. It was like a legit, like super angry reaction. Yeah, I, like, I, I so didn't upset. say anything. I just yeah. turned and looked, and eyebrows raised, like okay, <laughs> <laughs> and kept watching the show. Yeah. But then that yeah. night, we, we finished season three that night, and then of course I couldn't just stop, and so I in bed I, I was watching season four. And Did I, you really? Yeah, of course. Oh my goodness. And I watched until um, <laughs> right until. Uh, <laughs> Until a thing, at least that point, and then I cried in my bed when mm-hmm. we got to that scene with Pyrrhicus on the, yep. on the video. So. <laughs> that was yeah, it was just wow, like sad day. Just wow, they did that. And uh, for uh, Jared, one of our best friends, when when I started yeah. watching it, he had he had watched up to season three, and then season four started coming out when I started watching Ruby. And Jared hadn't started season four yet because he was on other shows. And so I started watching Ruby and then got to season four and dog was talking with him about how Pyrrha died and whatnot. Mm. And he kept telling me, like, I know Pyrrha's dead, but I need them to, br- I need them to bring her back. And, <laughs> and I was like, no, that would be dumb. And he was like, I know <laughs> it would be dumb, but I literally, I need Pyrrha. <laughs> and oh, he just, he was just so <laughs> adamant of just like, like, I literally, I know it'd be dumb for them to do it. But I need Pyrrha because she is the greatest. And I was just like, I, then I started watching season four and got to that moment. And I, 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 while I was watching it, I realized that Jared was going to be destroyed. Because it sounds like Pyrrha is still alive. Because you hear Pyrrha's <laughs> voice in the, in the forest. And I was like, Jared mm-hmm. is literally going to kill something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Right, like I didn't, I didn't even know what was happening. I was just like, "Oh, okay." Oh my gosh, I'm thinking, Pure's and there are so voice. many good, what? good moments in the show. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm like thinking about it, and there are so many good moments because, like, the moment where um, Yang gets like Yang attacks Mercury because oh, because of the uh... illusion thing. That was really cool yeah. and really interesting. And when, uh, I, again, I'm like, I watched this so recently, I keep blanking on names of things, but when Pyrrha, um, uh, in the, the, um, Vital Festival. Oh, Penny. Uh, yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. that. When she just completely rips her apart, and I'm like, oh my gosh, but, like, that was such an interesting story moment, because it's like, it's, like, when you think about it, like, how would you feel in that kind of situation? You're like, wait this is against my morals, but, like, this isn't even a real person. What's going on here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just just incredible moments where they, they just handled it so well. They handled yeah. it in such a way that they knew exactly what they were trying to invoke in you, and they did it masterfully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, so, okay, but seriously, though, let's talk about... I mean, let's talk about themes. I think we should let's, build yeah, up. Let's to talk the about right. Like, let's talk about what the show does well and like yeah. why it's a good show. Let's talk um, about the theme in season one about Ruby being a leader and all the stuff where yeah, she we can do like, season by season, kind of talk, talk through a little bit. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, if there is a se- like a, a wisdom theme that you can get out of each season, I think there probably is. 
But like, ta- let's talk about when Ruby is trying to be a leader of, of Team Ruby. I mean, you can find and... it in literally. You can find it in um, the theme theme song for each season, right? That's it's true all, too. Yeah. It's it's there in each one, right? It's season <laughs> season I mean, one. Yeah. Not necessarily. It's not not the themes that they deal with. The themes like the the theme song. No, but Since like when? the racism part in Triumph is not there. You know what I mean? Like they deal with five. racism in season five, and the song Triumph has nothing to do with racism. That's that's what I mean. And in season one, this will be the day has uh, nothing to do with. See, now I'm just upset that they haven't released season five uh, soundtrack. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Yep. Ah, yep. <laughs> Need it. When when uh, in in the summer when season four soundtrack came out, mm-hmm. it was the most downloaded <laughs> album on iTunes. Yeah, that of course. Day. <laughs> of course. Yep. Because it's and I think for a while amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But okay, so so season one, when when they talk about when when Ruby is getting advice from I think I think is it Ospin or is it one of the other teachers about how to be a leader? Ospin, yeah. There's no one else who would in season one. No one else who would have said that. I think okay. yeah, oh, it's yeah. Ospin. Yeah. Okay. Like it was literally just Ospin and Glinda, and Glinda didn't say anything of value to any of the kids. <laughs> right. Ever. <laughs> no, I was th- I was talking about the other two teachers, the teacher with the coffee, but he's in season two then, right? Yeah, he's in season yeah. two. Okay, yeah, and the and the teacher ah, with the coffee uh, teacher and the is so teacher. good in season two. The band teacher with the the band teacher. Who's the, who was the other guy and who's the announcer in season three? Yeah, yeah no, he's teacher. not a he's not the band what is, teacher. What is he then? He's a battle teacher. He's the battle teacher. He's the, the guy with the mustache. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the mustache name. guy. He he looks like a band teacher. <laughs> all he ever talks I should, about I'm is like school. fighting I don't know. things. I'm just saying, <laughs> trying to justify myself here. I don't remember no, what don't. it was. Yeah. Okay. Continue. No, but okay. So, so season one. Yeah, season one. Her her advice for being a leader. Like, let's talk about that. What were you guys' thoughts? Well, what is it? What was the advice? <laughs> We don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, so so uh, I this is this is what sold me on the show was when it was like Weiss was getting angry at at her, um, and they were having having trouble, and Weiss was always being whatever. Um, oh, what did he say? I mean, there there were a couple of specific lines, and I remember like posting the Snapchat. They were so good, but like. Oh yeah, because because Weiss was like, um, it it was a mistake that Ospin made you leader. Ah, uh, mm. yes, right. And so then she was all like, "Yeah, what if I am not supposed to be the leader?" Right. Kind of thing. Okay. And and I mean, I'm pretty sure, and and I might be remembering this wrong. And I was kind of banking on the fact that you had just recently seen it, which I apologize for, because, <laughs> um, but yeah. So he he pretty much just tells her that like, you didn't choose to be the leader and you didn't choose to be the leader and like very few people ever choose to be the leader right and it like they and what like when you lead you're not supposed to be like trying to keep everybody in line you're you're trying to help people mm-hmm. right and, and it was it, it, it like dealt with like being a leader is like being a servant right and stuff and it was it was it was just really cool um and and just how they were talking about criticism as a leader and stuff like that and um yeah the yeah, problem is it's been so long it has been it's, yeah. not, it's not that it hasn't it's been so long it's that i've watched so much other ruby yep. and all of that is 
filling my thoughts and not <laughs> what happened in season one. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I haven't seen it in like almost right, a year. Yeah, maybe. but like a, a lot of the things that season one hand uh, talks about is you're right. Like what it talks about in the theme song of the, of season one, where it's like, you know, this is your, it's, it's taking the opportunities that are given to you and, sh and mm -hmm. being, being, um, not necessarily like giving up on childhood, but rather being grown up, being mature, even as a child mm -hmm. in the way that you present yourself, right? Like it's the idea of like the verse about, um, you know, let crap, you Bible man, tell me. What? what? <laughs> are you talking about the verse in in the the, the song? No, no. No, you mean you mean Bible the verse, verse. of uh, when about, I was a child, not, I spoke like no, a child. No, no, not that one. The do not let them speak down oh, to uh, your youth. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, do not. That's in First Timothy, I think. Yeah, yeah what, What's the last, the second part of that? Um, verse, let no one despise you for your youth, but instead be an example to them in conduct and purity in um, yeah in all righteousness. And conduct and purity in something and in, in, in love and in something else. Yeah, right. It's, it's that idea, right? It's that, like, because, um, you know, the, 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 the song goes, this will be the day they waited for, this will be the day that you opened up the door, um, and so on and so forth. And, and it's like, um, they see you as small and helpless. They see you as just a child. Um, uh, something, 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 this warrior will soon run wild, right? It's the idea that, like... Surprised when they <laughs> find out that a warrior will soon yeah, run wild. yeah. And yeah, it's just dealing with the fact that yeah. she's a child, and she and, but and she was the also youngest of the team, incredibly capable, right? Yeah, yeah and, and oh yeah, and that was also a part of the mm -hmm. the leader aspect is yep. that everybody she was the youngest of the team, yep. and you know she was like, you know, like I'm young, I'm mm -hmm. like I'm not cut out for this kind of a thing. Oh wow, no, I'm and, totally thinking about that now. How like that? It's basically an exact allusion to that sort of yeah. biblical leadership. Obviously, yep. they didn't do that. Yeah, purpose, obviously they're like, not Christians, right? But they but still it's, like have it's the that. idea yeah. that like. Um, maturity mm -hmm. and leadership aren't age don't have a specific age requirement no. right like it, just because someone is older doesn't mean they're wiser and just because mm -hmm. someone is younger doesn't mean they're less wise right it, it yeah. we, we grow on different levels and and at quicker rates and slower rates and so um right like ospin for example knew that she could handle it and that mm -hmm. she had the capabilities to be a leader even mm -hmm. at the age that she was and that she was mm -hmm. in some ways equal or more mature than the other members of her team mm -hmm. right um even though they were older than her and so it's that idea of um it's not about specifically your age or life experience but rather what you've done with it mm -hmm. and how how mature you can conduct yourself even at a young age and and even while still being a, a young person right and right. not not like compromising that it's not like okay, I have to grow up now and everything I have to do has to be like super serious and whatever, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's mm -hmm. just that there is a time for having a food fight in the courtyard <laughs> or in the vessel. And destroying and the destroying building. destroying everything. <laughs> but it's fine because they have a teacher you can just reconstruct everything, right? Right. Um, <laughs> and then a time where you have to step up and be a leader and do mm -hmm. what's necessary to and be serious, right? Um, but there's a time and place for both of those things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean just dealing with with being a child like um everybody wants to use the example of of david and goliath but david was not uh, a young nope. child um but but who was children was <laughs> almost all of the disciples 
were under the age of 19. Um, and and you so you get verses like like I despise you for your youth. There was a certain tax that only Peter and Jesus paid that you had to be um, that if you were over 19 you had to pay oh. when they entered a certain wow. city. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. Did you not know that? No, I didn't. Oh, I, wow. I knew that. No, I knew that they were that age. I just didn't know why. You didn't know why? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there was a specific tax that only Peter and Jesus paid. Huh. Um, and so everybody else was. Uh, I'm not entirely Cray sure Cray. of of uh, it was somewhere around 19. It might have been a little older. It might have been a little younger. But it, the, at the at the right, most, like, it was twenty one. I'm older than uh, that. Now, yeah. Right. Like. Yep. By a significant margin, and mm. so like that's that's crazy to me to think about. Oh, man, that's just. And you just think about like how much our society has shifted in what our view of the age of adulthood is. Yeah. Too like just man, mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> and how at the age of thirteen, people would not only get like a real job but they would also get yeah. married yeah right and and you what, were an adult at 13 yeah and, and you were an adult not because like you i mean it was it was because, not because you you chose to but because you had to like there wasn't an option right. for you to just not just keep being a child well but i mean yes but also think about when you're a kid of how much you want to be an adult that's true and then when you get to that teenage age where you start doing more things that you want to do and you start getting more freedom when you get older, mm -hmm. you start to realize that you don't want to be tied down with responsibility. And that's the problem mm -hmm. is that we, we teach our kids in adolescence to not desire responsibility. And so then when they get to that age where they totally could get married if we lived in a different culture and they totally could get a real job if we lived in a different culture – that instead of them and technically you can get married at 16 with parental consent right. in like any state I think. right so but but That's so fine. instead of them being like oh wow like i i want <laughs> to be responsible with what i have instead it's this thing of i'm an adolescent i don't want responsibility i should be able to live my own life and do my own thing mm -hmm. rather than thinking about other people and trying to make a life for yourself yeah and if you want to learn more about um, that then read the book Young and in Love by a person that I don't remember the name of. Oh, that's great. But I'll link it in the liner notes. <laughs> I read it a while ago. Uh, I, yeah. I don't remember the type, the author name, but yeah, I'll link it in the liner notes. Yeah. Season two. Yeah. So. Riding on that segue. What what is what is the theme of season two in that regard? I don't. I honestly don't remember. Do you guys? Know? Uh, I mean, season two was the loss of innocence. Um, right? It was continual responsibility. It wasn't the complete loss of innocence. It's it wasn't the falling apart. It wasn't it wasn't dealing with trauma yet. That's season three, but rather it was taking on responsibility and because right you like it starts in that season with the food fight. And right, right, Ospen has that classic line of they're children now and like soon they're going to have to take on responsibility. And by mm -hmm. the end of it, right, they've had to save the city mm -hmm. from an exploding train car and then a right. like a billion grim, right? Oh, oh, no. The thing that really yeah. got me in, in season two was when they went on that mission and they're all sitting around the campfire. The three are sitting around uh, the campfire. Why, why do you do what Why you do, do you do this? Yeah, why do you do what you do? Theme in that, in that one, yeah. Oh, yes, because yeah. because of how how much our culture deals with the fact of you get close to graduating high school, which is what they were doing. They were getting close to graduating their school, mm. and they were trying to think of why am I here? Why am I doing this? Or like when you first start out college, mm. like why mm -hmm. do, why do I want to do this? Yeah. And nobody really know, thought it out. I know that I didn't know what I wanted to do when I started college. Right, and and it's such yeah, that's such a thing that we we don't get is we don't think about like. 
what we want to, why we want to do what we want to do. And I actually just had a conversation with somebody about this at youth group is I, I just asked them, I was like, like, why do you want to do like, I know what you want to do. I know what you want to go to college for, mm -hmm. but why have you ever thought about why? And the person was just kind of like, honestly, I haven't thought about it too much. Mm -hmm. And it was just a thing of like, like for me, for, I always wanted to be a cop. And my reasoning for that is, well, I was born to, right? I was, I was made to protect people, right? Like that's, that's the passion that I have in, in, in my heart. And, and Chase was just actually talking about this because he started, he, he did listen to the first episode of our podcast again. Oh, did he? <laughs> and he said that one of the things he told me was you still wanted to be a cop in episode one. Oh yeah, you did. Uh -huh. didn't and you? so, huh. and, and so he was telling me about that wow. and I was just kind of like, wow, that's, yeah, that's like the beginning of this podcast. I wanted to be a cop. And it's so cool. <laughs> See, this is that's one of the reasons that I love that I love recording these sorts uh, yeah, of things yeah. and like recording role playing games <laughs> and like I love recording my life and the people and the people's lives around me because mm -hmm. we can look back on those things and see change and progression. Yep. Um, you can see sanctification. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Dang. But but okay. So, um, so for me though, the change between wanting to protect people physically and wanting to protect people spiritually is now that's why I want to be a pastor. And that's the, mm. that was the shift. And cause I knew that I wanted to protect people. Mm. And then it was the change of, okay, God is in control. And if I'm protecting people physically for me, I don't feel like I'm making as much of a difference. And that's what it drove me insane. Once I started thinking about that. And that's the thing, mm. right? Like it's not that, that, it's not that, that, that ideal is is wrong, and yeah. that someone else. I'm not saying okay, so I'm not necessarily saying to be a police officer because I have complicated right. feelings about all of that. Police stuff. officers and and, and our current age. situation right. too. Um, but like the idea of right, like having a desire to protect people physically, right, is a good desire, right. And for someone else, that might be the thing they go after, right. Mm -hmm. Whereas, but it's just different for you, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, no, I, yeah, and, and we all here have the greatest respect for police officers and for the, I mean, the way that they put their lives on the line to help people, right? <laughs> and and there are bad cops out there, all right? All right, so now we've gone full circle with that entire conversation. <laughs> Not offended anybody. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, I was just going to leave it hanging in offensive yeah. people, but it's Okay, funny. all right. Okay, <laughs> um. And if we, for some reason, need to talk about that later, we will, but we're not going to. So yeah, on different that's a different episode. podcast. But we're, we're just, that's a different podcast in general. That's a different, a different episode. That's a different episode. It's an it's entirely a different, podcast. different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but okay. So, oh but that, that season of this, those three sitting around the campfire, talking to each other and saying, Ruby knows exactly why she's here. Mm. And then mm -hmm. being like, she's always dreamed of this. He never asked her to. Because she already knew, yeah. Which, like, yeah. still bugged me, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's because teachers are smart. Yep. <laughs> and they, they know things. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and just that, of just them listening to somebody wiser and older than them and getting advice about what they wanted to do with their life mm -hmm. because somebody And wiser, there's the whole pack. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. But no, because somebody wiser and older than them took the time to, to teach them yeah. something that he saw in their lives and it, and he could have just been like this is just any other mission i'm just doing my job but instead he wanted to invest in the kids lives mm -hmm. and taught them something that they had to learn on their own but he pointed them in that direction mm -hmm. and it's just ah uh, that was just on honestly incredible to me that they put that in a kid show mm -hmm. right like it was just so good 
Yeah. Any thoughts on season two? I kind of miss, miss Roman Tortrick as a villain. Yes. He's a good villain. He was so good. I also I so Ruby Chibi plays out. Which one was that? Was the that the, the orange hair guy? Yeah, the orange hair guy with a hat and the yeah. cane. Yeah, um, yeah. They play out. He's yeah, yeah. Him and Neo, the umbrella girl with the different colored eyes and hair. Um, they're both in Ruby Chibi really prominently, and like watching that and seeing their relationship in that one has made me re re look at the original original show mm-hmm. because they. I mean they they. What's funny about Ruby Chibi, and the reason I'm like I like it so much, is because they legitimately actually get into relationships that are on in the original show, and they dig into them more deeply because they have time for legitimate characterization. Right. But it's not canon characterization because obviously this is just a weird Chibi world where they Mm -hmm. do this. But it also it can shed some light on the creator's intentions for that relationship Mm -hmm. and like what they were do, trying to do subtly there and what mm-hmm. they kind of do a little bit more blatantly for humor, right. humorous effect in yeah. um, in Chibi. But yeah. Yeah, Roman Torchwick and Neo are good villains. Yeah, they were, they were fantastic. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like we all needed Neo to, like, die because of her umbrella. Like, like that was the greatest moment is all he all she did is poke the, the button on her umbrella and she just flew away and that was Poor it. Poor Neo. Yeah, that was great. But yeah, so um, <laughs> any other thoughts on season two of like, oh, like well, Christian so, theme wise? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, obviously going back to Roman Tartrick, right? Like the whole end theme for him, the whole, whole, his whole ending was in season three, right? Like, um, and this is technically, technically season three, three but like yeah. talking about Roman Tartrick, um, right? He gets, he just gets eaten by a grim randomly, like out of the middle, out mm-hmm. of nowhere. And, right, (laughs) his entire conversation he's having with Ruby as he's, like, taunting her is basically, like, the world is a cruel place, Red, and, like, there's there's nothing you could do about it, and then he he gets a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, it was was literally, he was spouting off his (laughs) worldview, and then he lived in it. Because he got eaten yep. for no good reason. And yep. when I first started watching it, I was like, ah, deus ex (laughs) machina. And then I realized... Oh, that's great. Right. Yeah, and then I realized that (laughs) it technically wasn't a deus ex machina. Because he they literally was saying, yep. life isn't fair. Things are just going to happen for no good reason. You're not going to be able to do anything about it. And then he gets eaten. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, right? Like, that, that uh, it was inevitable that that would happen because we all know that the Grimm don't care. Yep. They, they aren't tamed creatures. You can't right. tame them. They're, and that they're was, literally and, yeah, just and, forces of destruction. Yeah, so. and that was the problem that they had. Like, they had to point out the fact that that was true, right? Yeah. If they wouldn't have done that, we all would have been like, why didn't the Grimm fight any of the other bad guys? Like, yeah. that could have been their solution, right? And so, but we did get something where they were reckless and they faced the consequences for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But okay, so any other thoughts on season two from Carly or Caleb? I don't think so. What else happened in season two? Not a whole lot. That was about all that happened. Yang's mom was showed it, up in season two. Was yep. it not until... Like, oh yeah for like three seconds yeah. um was it not until season three was it not until season three that um uh like different schools like come to the area for the yeah, festival that's or the beginning of season three was yeah. that did that start in season two i don't remember that's season three yeah okay that's yeah um were you gonna say something about that or were you just 
I mean, we're not on season three yet. We so. are now, so go. <laughs> cool. Um, I I thought <laughs> I thought Sun's character was really interesting because he mm. comes in and I didn't expect him to stick around at all. Mm. Yep. But he just completely did stick around. <laughs> so let's think about that for just a second. So his character shows up in what season one on a boat. Yep. Just randomly, and yep. then he just. Ends up going to the school and okay, <laughs> like in the middle of the semester. I, all right, I just, it just never explained that it's just kind of amusing. I to feel me. like I have to watch it again now, right? Because look, he literally just shows up on a boat, he's just a straggler, yep. And then he just ends up coming around, and then in season two, right? Like he just yeah. ends up he brings Neptune around, um, but it's ne it was never established that they went to the school, and then suddenly, like, oh, oh, yeah. they're in it, they're in an actual team, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I bet that just all happened off screen. Probably, like, that's oh what yeah, they were yeah. Just doing it's fine. It's right? Yeah, it just it amuses me. And that's why they did an ensemble story so well is because they didn't put that in there of how they got didn't need to. School. to. Yeah, right. True. But yeah, so Carla, what were you? Were you just saying it was weird that Sun was there, or was there? No, I just thought it was really interesting that my first perception of him, I didn't think that he would be like a uh, a yeah. permanent character. I thought he would just kind of be in there for to make a point, and then he'd yep. be gone. But I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. But yeah, he he definitely him and Neptune's relationship is pretty great, and yeah, their so, again their relationship and the guy's relationship in general in Ruby Chibi is also amazing, and you guys need to watch it. <laughs> And it, it's it's cool because it was like they purposely set up a good relationship between Sun and Neptune, and then they knew that Sun was going to follow Blake, but they didn't want Neptune to come with. And so they said, he has a fear of water. Did you guys notice that? Oh, uh, yeah. In season three, they <sighs> knew so funny. They knew that Neptune would have followed Sun <laughs> because they're good friends. Oh, yeah. But he's afraid of water. Right. Mm -hmm. They he's purposely put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> But yeah. So okay, so season three themes. Uh, trauma, right? The destruction, sorrow, yeah. destruction of what you love, um, having to deal with death. Um, I mean, obviously not like dealing with it necessarily because that's, that's season, season four, four. But like yeah. the the initial like, y you have to deal with the fact that someone yep. just died, right? Yep. Like, and still keep functioning for as long as you still have in like in this fight right yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. they did that very realistically of as soon as pira yeah. killed penny ruby immediately came up to her and she was in shock and and, and ruby said yeah this was not your fault instantly yeah. they handled accidental uh, they, they handled manslaughter very well in the sense that it was well, robot slaughter well right, right. <laughs> they they she immediately said this was not your fault this was an because... accident. You did not do this. Yep. Because, yeah. you know, you were, your mind was messed with, right? Like, you did not do this. And immediately, Pira was like, I trust Ruby. And, you know. And see, that's that's one of the reasons that I love Ruby the most. Yeah, it's because everybody is trusts because... her. Because she's so... <laughs> and, it's, and it's the kind of person that I continually strive to be, mm -hmm. where I can, I would see that sort of thing and immediately go up to that person and be like, mm -hmm. this is not your fault. Right. Like, right? Like, be, have that sort of mindset. That's the yeah. sort of thing that I want to be in life. That have that idealistic mindset of... And be able to be... Have enough empathy and... Yeah, have enough empathy to yeah. see when those sorts of things are happening and right. how I can 
what the right thing is to right. rectify them, right? So it's one of the most frustrating things for me when I can't understand what someone is feeling and I don't know how to <laughs> fix it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so going off of that, how about the whole Jean and Pira like confused <sighs> romance in season three? <sighs> where they were just going back and forth, not and and Pira wanted to love Jean, but she was so caught up in her real life circumstances where she didn't have time for this, and she was so confused. Yeah. Of I can't deal with my emotions right now, and I'm t being weird about my emotions right now because I don't know what to do. And I need help yeah. from somebody, but I can't ask you. And uh, because you, you I think know, that was not, a very realistic. Yeah, I think it was a very realistic representation of what a person would feel like in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If they're, they're like, I, I have a choice. Between, like, <laughs> I have to like choose to like literally save the world and maybe possibly die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it, the moment where Jean just screams, Ugh. right, after he gets up the, like, mm. scroll with, with Ruby, and he's like, please, just save her, right? Like, do right. whatever you want. Don't yeah. worry about me. And then oh, he just, like, ah! So just, like, flies into yep. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It feels. And it's what, see, that, that's one of those things that really, and that, that showed a lot about Jean's character growth, right? That yeah. he was mm -hmm. not at a point where he could have done anything to save Pira. Yep. And then when yeah. we see him in season four Definitely practicing, <laughs> that's part of the reason, right? That he, it's not only that he wants to like still mm -hmm. connect, be connected with Pira, even though she's dead. And, but the fact that he knows that that might happen again and he will not let another friend go down like that. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what we have in season yeah. five Which when Weiss gets stabbed, yeah. right? That like, he's, he's like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like this can't happen. And that's when his aura <laughs> finally comes out because yeah. like that was, yeah. that, that's, that's, and that's his personality, so right? Like it, it was so perfect because, um, yeah, someone's, um, it comes out right because like that is such a personification of who Jean is. Mm -hmm. It's a person who wants to protect, mm -hmm. wants to yep. heal. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. So let's say he would have unlocked his semblance before Pira died. It would have been worse. Because oh, in his yeah. head, he would have thought, if I had been there, I might have been able to save her. Mm. And it I mean, was but that, in that of, case, yeah. he wouldn't have let her go by herself, right? It would have. Yep. There's no way he would have done Dang. that. Well, he didn't let her go by, by No, by he herself. would have said, Ruby, like, uh, we're, we need to go. We both need to go find her. Oh, uh, right, right. Yep. He knew. And then they'd that, all die. Yeah. <laughs> he knew in that <laughs> moment that he could not do anything. Right. And so he let Ruby do it instead. Mm -hmm. Because he's and you're stronger than me, so do it, yeah. right? Like I, I trust you. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. Just wow. I'm trying to think of what of what other <laughs> stuff in season three comes into play. But how about the how about the talk about Pira thinking this is my destiny, and then she just dies by saying. Last thing she says is, "Do you believe in destiny?" And she's like, "Yeah." That was really interesting. Dies. Yeah. I feel like we're gonna get that later with Jean storyline with Cinder and, and all of that dead, stuff. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cinder got frozen into a solid. Block of ice <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, Cinder totally chasm. died. And like, I, I mean, it's possible, I guess, that she's still alive, but but that would be dumb. So. We would all hate them for that, right? Like we would hate them if they brought yeah. her back. Yeah, like that. That would yeah, be it wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> um, she's she 
how had her time as a as a villain. Right. Um, and uh, oh, mm, what are you saying? So if she died, that means the powers. Whoever she was else. thinking about, yep. it goes to. Oh, does Emerald have it then? <gasps> oh, that might. Be I didn't thing. even realize that. Emerald that's, probably is gonna that's get it. Definitely what it is, right? <laughs> Emerald definitely has it. We're gonna get that in season six then, because Cinder just died. Yeah. Right. Like so. Oh, that's that's my that's my call. Yep. Is Emerald having it? Um, but yeah, something something Connor pointed out, pointed out to me, and I I, I think we Dang. gathered and wait, yeah, that would make sense. Talk to Carly about this. I don't know. The okay, so seems obvious, right? Now looking Since at like, the plot of everything what? that. The main characters of Ruby that are WBY, Ruby Weiss, Blake, and Yang are going to be the four maidens, right? <gasps> that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah I didn't yeah. even realize that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't either, either until, yeah. until Chase. Chase was the one that thought of this. He was like, "Oh my goodness," because because what it he said was, sense, "Oh my right? gosh, yeah. that's totally." They even yep. like align with the season, I know, right? <laughs> yep. Like Weiss is so winter. Weiss is obviously winter. And Ruby is spring. Blake is or uh, uh, Yang is summer, summer and mm. Blake is fall. Summer. Yep. So Blake is fall. Yep. Yeah. So Dang. and then uh, obviously Ozpin is the wizard. And so as mm-hmm. soon as as soon as Chase Chase called it, Chase was like, Ozpin is the wizard. And I was like, What? That's what so are cool. you talking about? And Chase was like, Ozpin is the wizard. And I was like, What are you? That's, no, yeah. No. I, I immediately. And then it happened. No, I, I, like, I immediately. What? I immediately <laughs> got that. Um. As soon as he, as soon as he, like, I think even as soon as Ozpin mentioned when they told the story, I, I think I immediately was like, Ozpin is the wizard. Right. I think, I think right away. <laughs> I didn't, I was just like, it took okay, me longer no, than that it. to connect, but. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that at all. No, I think it was. I can't remember specifically now, but. Yeah, but, but okay. So, um, I think that's all there was in season three. It was just them dealing with death death. and 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 let's talk about just all of the people who then stood up to defend their city or not city Mm -hmm. their school right of just it continued that ensemble feel right like the idea of everybody teaming up to to make one valiant last effort to save everyone is they could have turned around and general ironwood even said like you're not an army right you are civilians Mm -hmm. but you can fight yeah. You can do something. Are you going to? And they were all like, "Of course we're going to." And then we got that awesome moment of um, yeah. Velvet. Using I love the her fact, awesome like one camera powers. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. There was Velvet. like two moments in the show where like um, the the one time when when the general said that where he, he basically said um, like there's no shame in not fighting yep. but you can still fight if you choose to do that and mm-hmm. then Ospin said something similar towards the end too mm-hmm. and i was just like dang that's a cool like thing to think about because it's like no one is expecting them to be able to fight right. this like huge force off mm-hmm. but they did try anyway yeah yep. and, and yeah it, it, and it's just the continuation of the theme of let no one despise you for your youth but instead be an example and it's just so powerful. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, so that was season three. I think that's all the themes in season three, right? Yeah, I think so, more or less. Um, so obviously season four is let's Dealing. just live, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Dealing with tragedy. Yeah. 
And the song that comes to my head is Tragedy Time. Tragedy plus Rise time, Against. Yeah. yeah. Of just dealing with your sorrow and being okay with the fact that you're not 100% right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Of just understanding that it's going to take time. Um, Great. I love that. And, like, it's so it was so good to me that season four, like, was literally just them, recover- them recovering. Right? right. Like... <laughs> Um, Ruby, Ruby, Jean, um, Ren and uh, Nora did that in a different way than the other people did, right? Like Yang had to recover in her mm-hmm. own way. Blake had to recover in her own way. Weiss yeah. had to recover in her own way. But those, those four Ranger had to like, they had to do something, right? Like their idea of recovering was that one, that part of let's just live, which is like, if they were here, they'd say, you must like uh you move forward you must keep moving on right right and and they're like we have to keep fighting for what they believe what what pira mm-hmm. believed in what penny believed in yeah. right what the people we lost believed in because if we don't then what they died in vain right yeah. and so we have to keep yeah. moving on whereas yang you know yang had to deal with the fact that it one was her loss her right. loss and then that blake ran yeah right that she mm-hmm. lost one of her best friends of all time yeah because Blake couldn't handle being around this mm-hmm. horrible situation. And so Yang was forced to recover alone, more or mm-hmm. less, right? She had her father, obviously, and the and the teachers who came over and stuff. But, <laughs> but right, oh, like, yeah, she had all that. I never talked to you mind. about this. Yeah. How about the moment where they start arguing in front of the teachers and it's this really yeah. awkward moment and they both so just start laughing? Interesting. Yep. That, like, had me on edge. Uh-huh. <laughs> But okay, so that that's a realistic thing, though. Mm-hmm. Is uh, yeah. when we I forget when we talked about mental illness, we yeah, talked yeah. about Dan Wells, of uh, mm-hmm. how how Dan uh, Wells. And... Yeah. So Dan. Yeah. So Dan Wells, his mother has has dementia, uh-huh. and their family all growing up. He was talking about this on writing excuses. He he said we constantly made jokes about her dementia. Yeah. Not because like we like it was this, we were like being mean. It was. It was that, or we get destroyed emotionally, right? Like, that we yeah. have to think... Because humans react in one or two ways to traumatic situations. Either we cry and, like, are angry or, or have negative emotions, or mm-hmm. we laugh at it, right? We, we right. have to find release somehow. Mm-hmm. And so, to find release, to live with a sane attitude, mm-hmm. they had to make jokes about the horribleness of living with... A person with dementia because it's mm-hmm. such a burden right on everyone in the family to mm-hmm. have to constantly be worried for and caring for this person who can't really care for themselves mm-hmm. and they had to deal with it with humor because otherwise they would just be it would just be so depressing mm-hmm. all over their house all the time yeah. Um, and so it's the same sort of thing, right? Like people who are going through those sorts of things, they have in some some instances they have to make light of it because mm-hmm. otherwise they'll never be able to find any solace mm-hmm. in just constantly feeling depressed about it, right? It's just going to be a downward trend. Um, and and it, and it is kind of interesting in the sense that like of her her dad was saying things about her being like helpless now, right? And it was a thing of. And, and a thing of, like, her moping about it, right? Like, that was the two mm. things that he, like, said, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. And so it was kind of, like, him speaking truth in sarcasm in a way that 
he knew that he would get across the truth of yeah. Yeah. you are moping about this, yep. but in a way that I still love you, and we're just gonna laugh about this afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just so interesting that it was one of it was one of yeah. it was that, and also just we have to make jokes about this because we can't handle this emotionally. Mm-hmm. And but yeah. it was so realistic. That reminds me of propaganda's quote where it's you know sarcasm is really the only time people tell mm-hmm. the truth. Right. <laughs> which is which is patently <laughs> false. It, but in that situation, but it he makes was being sense. sarcastic when he said that. Though. Exactly. <laughs> which See? is a conundrum. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's the idea that right, like um, sometimes sarcasm can hide the most biting truth, mm-hmm. and and sometimes that's the sort of thing that you need. <laughs> you need someone to just be sarcastically just be like, "Yo, get your life together." Right. Um, and I feel like that's the way Jared and I challenge each other all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. all, all three of us, I think, of yep. the way that we challenge each other. We just make fun of each other's faults. Yep. <laughs> and, and so, and, 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 but that's a genuine thing with us is that's how we and, do that. And the reason, right, is because we know each other well enough that we know that it's effective and yep. it won't damage our relationship, yep. right? We can just, like, like the other day when we were both joking with each other about our driving oh yeah right yesterday. yeah <laughs> right where we're just like wow yeah great job because because yep. i i didn't drive and connor was like well it's a good thing i'm driving because you know i'm a better driver anyway that sort of thing right like he didn't say that specifically but like well. it was that back play back and forth of like who was the better driver right. um, while we were driving so. and then i tried to go out of the Taco Bell parking lot and it turned out that it was a one-way mm-hmm. parking lot for the other exit and so I had to turn around awkwardly <laughs> and so it was just and Caleb was just kind of like wow go. what a good driver Connor and I was like yep <laughs> <laughs> you turn into a robot in that laugh and so wow that was a creepy sound and laugh oh I hope that's on the podcast right like that laugh just went through yeah that's great <laughs> oh that was a good time you'll have to go back and listen to that one Carly <laughs> Uh, anyway, no, I'm oh, sorry. No. Uh, <laughs> What's the uptime um, on this so I can fly it for you? <laughs> yeah, but okay. So, um, so okay. So yeah. So that was the themes of season four. Oh one, my god! One hour yes. and thirty six minutes. I I listened to the whole the whole last episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I listened to the whole last episode and got to the end where it was just me being frustrated. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so I uh, uh, after the. <laughs> The, the end music, I just put a couple of clips of Carly being frustrated on the other end when, <laughs> oh, when she was coming. Oh out. my goodness, I have to listen to it now. <laughs> it, it, it's they just heard me like, no, no, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> Yeah. That's fantastic. All right, I had to go back and listen I was, to it now. I was frustrated. Yeah. But, okay, so the episode is out, right? You edited it? Right? <laughs> yep, did you edit the, the, the last one I did as well? No. No? Thanks, Caleb. Anyway. <laughs> I really want that out. I'll do this. it. It'd be great. Tonight? Spring break. Oh, okay. What? Next week. Well, that's when your girl gets here. Yeah. You ain't gonna do it then. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna be with her every second of the day. Yes, you are. Mm. <laughs> well. Okay, we are getting totally I'd like topic. to. All right, no, but so, so, Ruby season four, the theme of, uh, in, in the song of, Let's just live Let's day just by live day. Day by day. Let the fear of sadness. Okay, we're gonna get flagged. Okay. Um, <laughs> day by day, nothing conquered by our sorrow. There you go. The past can't hold us down. We must break free. Mm, yeah. Of just. The, yeah. I mean, nothing. Such a good song. Yeah. Nothing is going to change because we're sad. Hmm. Right. Like yeah. nothing is going to change because Yang is wallowing. Yeah. Nothing is going to change. Mm-hmm. Nothing conquered by our sorrow. 
you aren't going to succeed and strive and be better if you are so tied down by your past mistakes. And it reminds me of the Reliant K song, right? Of Which one? Uh, um, forget and not slow down. Oh, okay. I'd rather forget and not slow yeah. down than yeah, gather yeah. regret, than for, the gather regret change, for the so. things I can't change now. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and just that that idea that that was let's just live. That mm-hmm. was the entirety of Ruby season four. Yeah. We cannot. And that was that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we cannot be destroyed by this. We have to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and that was the thing, right? Like Ruby was the one who understood that the most, mm-hmm. and she. Okay, one more thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. No, you can finish first. Okay, well, I was just gonna say, like, Ruby was the one who understood <laughs> that, right, the most out of any of the the girls that, like, we that's what we have to do. Right. But she, but she knew that she couldn't force they. She had to let the other girls come at that from their own angle, right? They had mm-hmm. to learn from the, in their own way the yep. same truth that she had already learned and yeah. dealt with she knew that she couldn't convince them she knew that she couldn't just yell at them and get them yeah. to fix it right she right. they had to go on their yeah. own journeys to, to figure that out for themselves but and, she had faith that they would yes and right? okay i'm glad that you said yeah. faith because it reminded me totally of just the christian perspective of ruby understood that she's not god hmm. and that she cannot mm. Yeah. expect everybody to be on the same level of sanctification that she is because they're learning different things right and 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 this is not a no, christian i know it's, show, it's just so but funny it though. fits yeah. so perfectly yeah. with biblical standards yeah. of ruby is not god and she understands that and she can't just go up and chastise them yeah. and be god for them she can't <laughs> go and say you need to do this yeah. because this and this and this because mm-hmm. she knew that they were had to learn that with god on their own Right, like God had to yeah. teach them on their own. Yeah, that yeah. she couldn't be the teacher there. Right, and and she knew that she wasn't the one that they needed in that in that moment. Like for Yang right. specifically, right? Like she knew that she couldn't be the one that that Yang needed to right. to solve that problem. She knew that her dad would be the her one dad would, to take would care be of that. much yeah. better at that because I mean yeah. that's what her dad does best, right. right? Is he is a nurturer? That's what that's what right. he did, right? Yeah, he, and and it's just it's just the idea of she's not yang's parent right yeah. and like that's the parent's job and so it was a thing of ruby knew that her dad would do it better mm-hmm. but also just i don't have that responsibility because her mom certainly right? wasn't gonna do it right <laughs> yeah that's for sure um <laughs> yeah it should have happened because raven jerk yeah anyway um <laughs> but uh right, but, but blake had blake had her own issues to deal with <laughs> Um, but she did have Sun to help her deal with them, mm-hmm. right? She had her own person there right. where, um, you know, Sun, uh, Sun yeah. relentlessly refused to let go of her, right? right. And, and it was that, and I can't remember what specific moment it was, but it was that yeah. idea, right, where where Blake was like, yeah, I'm not going to get rid of you, right? Like, <laughs> there's right. no way that you're just going to leave. And, you know, <laughs> Sun's like, no, like, I am with you. I, I am not going away. I mean, it was, no, I'm pretty sure that he said is. Um, you would do this for me. It wasn't that. Wasn't that what yeah, it was? Is, I think so. Is if, if our positions mm. were changed, I know that you wouldn't let me go even if I wanted you to, right? And it, oh, that yeah, yeah. that was that was a storyline for me. Like that mm-hmm. was a part of my story as well. Is learning that accepting yeah. help or not accepting help is mean to the person trying to offer you help. Yep. Right. Like yeah. 
like I know how how much it it bothers me when I try to do something nice for somebody, mm-hmm. and, and they're like, "Oh it's, no, it's fine. Yeah, Don't it's worry the, about it. Let yeah. me bless you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me do something." <laughs> godly for you yeah right let like don't take this away from me because i want to do this i have the ability to do this i have this gift right so let me be able to you know Mm -hmm. minister to you yeah and and you think about like jesus didn't send away um his disciples or the woman who like washed his feet right or um, the angels ministering to him after he was done fasting, right? Like all of the oppor- all of the things where where people came and helped Jesus, he didn't send them away and say, "No, you don't need to do this." He said, "You know, he let them do that and blessed them for it, right? He blessed them back." Mm-hmm. And so that he was setting up of when people do nice things for you, this is what you do. When the woman like uh, put the perfume on his yeah, that's, in her, in her yeah, hair that's and what I was trying to feet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that too. Um. Yeah, and there's a lot of good themes yeah. there. Like, and it's interesting too with Weiss because she kind of had a this similar situation with the mm-hmm. butler. She right? had to deal with. Well, she had to deal with her own stuff. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. She didn't necessarily mm-hmm. leave on her mm-hmm. own accord. Right. But she had to deal with the fact that her she. Past. Yeah, she had to deal with her past. She had to understand that she doesn't. She cares more about her friends, and doing what's right, doing it with about the team than she mm-hmm. does about, like. Perfect. reconciling this broken relationship that is unhealthy right mm-hmm. um yeah. she needs to like let go yeah. of it mm-hmm. um and so like and i'm realizing now yeah like each of those characters had a person who was there for them yep in those situations right ruby weiss... had crow weiss had the butler yeah well yeah that's had true. Her dad. Had crow. yep and uh blake had son and her family no that's true yeah right i mean but she didn't get there until yeah. you know, later right. in season, but yeah. Um, oh right, so yeah, in season four it was just done, wasn't it? I mean, no, they got there in season four and had conversations. I'm trying to remember what. Right, because season four ended with like Ilya appearing for the first time, right, and being like, "It's going down, Blake." I think so. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's how that ended. Um. Yeah. I don't even know. I just went straight from season four to season five, so. <laughs> you didn't ever watch the character shorts, did you? No. Well, that's what I was going to do anyway. Oh, I did, actually. No, nope, <laughs> I watched them. Those were great, right? They they did not give the information that you suggested they would. They oh. would. So you're, you're glad that you didn't watch them first? Yep. Oh, okay. I was disappointed. They didn't add anything to me. Okay. Anyway. Carly, did you ever watch the character shorts? At the beginning the of season what? five? The character See, shorts? She, she watched it on YouTube and just, like, went, like, so I, I, I really doubt she even knew yeah. it Yeah. I just oh, watched okay. the they entire playlist. Yep. Of... Uh, okay, mm-hmm. that's what, okay. See, I was watching it on Verve, which goes, like, links directly to Rooster Teeth's yeah. website, which they had all of the, like, different, mm-hmm. like, shorts and other minor things they made around Ruby. So they had, like, character shorts, like, Taylor character trailers. They had, like, mm. The World of Ruby little oh, yeah, shorts. Oh, yeah, did you ever watch too. The World of I did. Ruby yeah, I watched all <laughs> those. I never watched those. are really those. interesting. I yeah. should probably watch those. They're really good, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. That was season four. Any other any other thoughts on season four? Um, I did not expect us to be this this biblically centered with this, with all of these. And I, the I more think so. I think about it. What I was thinking it, about is in season five, I think, so. Mm. Oh, I, sorry. I didn't know you say it again yeah, it's just it's just lag okay just lag on our ends so right she's hearing what what we said and then responding to it and right. while we've already moved on to something right, else right, right. <laughs> so what, what, yeah. what, what did what did do you remember what, she, what did you say 
<laughs> no, because you asked. Oh, I just said that what. I just said that what I was wanting to say, I'm pretty sure is in season five, so oh. that can wait. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just surprised <laughs> that we've, that the, the more I think about it, the, the more biblically centered all of these themes really are, and it's just crazy yeah. to me. But yeah, okay, so season five, let's just jump straight into racism, right? And I feel like, I feel like that's where you're going. I mean, we shouldn't jump into racism, <laughs> like... Don't be racist, guys. Don't do that. No, it's okay. actually not, but... <laughs> Is that not where you're going? Yeah. No, I was, I was thinking about a different thing. Okay, shoot. Okay, so the um, the part where we get Ren and Nora's backstory. Mm. That's, that's that the ending of season that... actually. Yep. Oh, it is? It okay, is. I was yeah. right then. <laughs> yeah, that's um, another thing we need to that do, was talk about. so... Yeah. yeah so good yeah which that like they had each other and that's another one of the whole uh another example of the whole um like you can't just wallow in what's already happened you have to move on and keep fighting mm-hmm. because like and like i <laughs> it was even it was even interesting to me just the the grim in that situation because <laughs> like i screenshotted it and sent yeah. you a picture yeah. because it, was it so freaked creepy. me out so much it it's was so creepy weird looking. it was, oh, the dark horse it was yeah. like the yeah. first it was the first like humanoid one mm. and that was really interesting and it was it seemed and, like it was like um, one thing right like it was so weird because it was like a horse yeah. and person yeah <laughs> yeah it was really interesting and um and it really showed not only the relationship between Ren and Nora and how it had had time and how it had started, yeah. but it showed how, um, you know, Ruby and John came together and helped them defeat it. Mm-hmm. And so that was really interesting because it's another display of just teamwork and getting yeah. over stuff. Yeah. Of, of we know that you're still struggling with this. And so we're yeah. not going to try to make you get over it. We're trying to help you get through it mm-hmm. and deal with your past first yeah. before we move forward. And also, I feel like Ruby and just in general does a really good job of like all the characters kind of understanding each other well enough to be like, all right, this is your fight. Right. We're going to be here for you, but we're not going to do this fight mm-hmm. for you. We're not right. going to do this yeah. for you, right? We know that you need to take the lead on this. And so everyone just like comes around to that person and right. they understand like, all right, this is your show. Let's go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, which is cool because then Ren has that moment of being able to kill it himself, but right. everyone else is, um, you know, still helping him defeat it. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, just, yeah. I mean, just another classic example of that first talk that Ruby and Ospin have of her being a leader and how she's just a servant leader. And it's just solid. But okay, so um, season five themes then. Besides racism, what is there any other... I mean, I feel like Blake forgiving... Um, what's your name? You just said it a second ago. Ilya. Ilya is a part of the whole, mm. you know, racism theme. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I mean, okay, yeah, no, we can just talk about the, the reconciliation theme between Yang and Blake, right? Of when Weiss is all talking to Blake and just being... Or not Blake. When Weiss is talking to Yang... And trying to get her to see, like, yeah. hey, like, you're not being fair right now, 
right? Like she ran away because she yeah. had to deal with all of these things and you didn't chase after her, right? Like you stayed where you were and you wallowed <laughs> in your, um, you know, stuff too. And just of how, what, what, what was it that she said about like when, like when we see her, what, what was it that she said? Like what, what, what was it that Weiss said about like when you see her, like, do you know what, do you know what I'm talking about or not? I don't really? remember. I don't remember either. I don't remember. No, I don't remember the specific line, but of just how, how she convinced her was like, um, man, it was, it was something about like when, when we see her, how we react is going to be whether or not she's going to come back or she's going to run again. Or something like that. Does that sound mm. familiar at all? A little bit. What are you talking about? Uh, when when Weiss and Yang were talking, and Weiss was trying to convince Yang about um. Oh Blake. Blake. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you no, remember no, how yeah. that conversation ended? No. Ah oh, man, it, I remember being like, "Yes, <laughs> I needed them to say that," but I don't remember what it was. So so we'll just ignore it then. I I don't I don't remember exactly what they said, but I love I love that scene, and I also maybe have cried during that scene <laughs> yeah no for sure right like the, the themes of reconciliation and forgiveness yeah. in season five are really really good yeah um and, and like that was it was really good because we got blake's whole thing with the faunus mm -hmm. and that was that was about forgiveness and reconciliation mm -hmm. right and that was underpinning the bigger character drama of or the more intimate character drama i guess not necessarily bigger but the, the more intimate character drama between Blake and Yang, right, mm -hmm. where they needed to give each other forgiveness and reconciliation. Right. And so, it, you know, Blake going through that with the Faunus prepared her for that moment. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, Yang reuniting with Weiss and Ruby helped prepare her for that moment as yeah. well. Um, yeah, wow. That's so good. But okay, so, <laughs> so let's compare... And I feel like it would have been cool if we had have seen Black Panther, and none of us have seen Black Panther yet, and yeah. just compare the two. <laughs> but, but okay, so let's talk about how they handled racism. Because right off the bat, right, um, what's his name? Blake's father. What's, remember what his name was? Nope. I don't remember what his name was. So Blake's dad. Blake's dad. We'll call him dad. Um, so <laughs> when dad was like, hey... Um, he's giving the speech and is like, Hey, like, you know, the white fang is, you know, whatever. And you know, that should, that's a, uh, like a, uh, a sect that needs to be snuffed out. Right. And then what he said was, okay, so obviously we want to do that. We have the desire to make sure the white fang does not continue. And then he said, so what we're going to do is stand against them and try to protect people. We're going to go to Beacon Academy and protect it from the white fang. And then the crowd died out. Remember that? Mm. Of he said, we he said what the result is. Like, this is the result that we want. And then he said, this is probably what it's going to take for us to get there. And nobody wanted mm. to make that step. Mm -hmm. And it's the same yeah. thing that we always do in our culture because we we always are painting the entire fence, right? We pick every single <laughs> picket every single part of the fence and we're always painting every single part of the fence but we're never actually painting we just buy all the paint and let it sit there we know exactly how to answer every <laughs> single solution like abortion 
um, and uh, racism and all of these things, right? We know exactly what we're supposed to do, but how often do people, do, do Christians, do us actually do something about the things that we stand for, right? Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when's the last time we've been in Apologia Radio yeah. and went and, uh, you know, preached at one of the uh, abortion centers? Yeah, th- abortion so that was the thing. When when mm-hmm. when uh, Apologia was getting me fired up about that, right. I, le- I actually legitimately looked up, now, and and I'm proud to say that there is no abortion clinic near us. The closest one is in Madison. Oh, right. <laughs> lucky. Right? <laughs> That's so that good. was the thing, right? Like, I, I couldn't just be like, well, let's go pick at that one, because... Right. Yeah, I I looked yeah. them up, but <laughs> yeah. So there so there are quite a few around you. There's at least one in Vancouver that I know of, which is uh, not far away from here. Yeah. Oh wow, you're that close to Vancouver. Vancouver, Washington, oh. not Canada. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, well, right, but like Vancouver is. Wait, so is? Are you talking about the Greater Vancouver? Or, like, a different thing entirely from what I'm thinking. Because isn't Vancouver, like, right on the border? <laughs> of Washington, of Washington yeah. And Washington Canada. and Oregon. No. <laughs> She's talking about a city, though. So you're talking about a different city entirely, then? It's the okay. city of Vancouver. Gotcha. Okay. In but Washington. The only Vancouver... From Bridges goes Washington. into Portland. Gotcha. Right. So the only Vancouver <laughs> that I am familiar with is the Vancouver that is in Canada, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when, whenever I say where I'm from, I always try, if I bring up Vancouver, people just get confused and yeah. think it's Canada. <laughs> As uh, I just did. Uh, yep. like, no. I was like, wow, you're that close to the Canadian border? Right. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, so, so going back to the, the Ruby thing, though, of just that is so accurate to us is, you know, we are the age of everybody's aware of all the problems, but nobody does anything about them. Is we're yeah. so concerned about sharing things on Facebook and throwing our money at things, <laughs> right? Like we feel good about donating money to uh, yeah. cancer treatment, not to the knowing people that what actually they do. do things. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you that we have the very unpopular opinion about <laughs> cancer treatment. We we have proven that cancer is caused by mutations. So in order to cure cancer, you would have to to cure mutations in the human um, gene. Right? You would have to cure mutations. Mm-hmm. And so it is a seemingly impossible task to cure mutations mm. that cause cancer in the human, you know, body. So we are still throwing our money at cancer treatment, knowing that they are pretty much, like, well, can't do anything about well, no, it. No, 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 that's not, that's not it. No, no, no. The, the problem is, with the amount of money that's gone into cancer research, right. we should have had a cure by now. No, no, we, we, it's, in, it's, the, I don't, I don't, where are you getting that information from? Oh, a, a buddy of mine at work who is very intelligent. So okay. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. I didn't, I didn't. All right. Well, okay. I mean, I guess either right. way, why we keep throwing money at cancer research I agree. when it's not doing anything, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but we, we are very confident in the fact that we can just throw money at right, I get, yeah. and share things on Facebook. And then we feel like we're making a difference. Mm-hmm. Where Rather I think than... we need, yeah, we need to, at the very least, we need to do our research on and to be very specific about where we give money to and not right. just be like, oh, a, a cause. I could feel right. better about myself if I right. throw money at this cause. I mean, the Facebook birthday donation causes, right? <laughs> of all, it's my birthday. I want people to donate to this cause. It's like, what the heck? 
<laughs> I mean, that's cool, I guess. I, I know, but it's... I'm sure, it's... I'm sure that most people that aren't actually looking too closely of, like, whatever cause they choose. Well, not only that... PETA! But, <laughs> but, okay, no, but... So let's say I, for my birthday, I put a cause out there. Am I just telling people I want you to donate to this cause? Or have I ever done anything in my life to actually further this cause? Mm. That's the difference. <laughs> is I want people to give money to this cause, but what have I actually done to further that cause? And it's the thing of everybody should paint a part of the fence. And you shouldn't buy paint for every part of the fence. You should buy paint for your part of the fence and then paint it. Right? Hey, if you have a lot of money, then yeah, sure, buy paint for everybody. Right. That's, that's a great Right. I mean, and that, be, and that could be your gift is you're yeah. the one that buys paint for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're talking about the body of Christ, that could be... But you're also not skipping out on your, your part of the painting. Yes, exactly. Yes. So yeah, so yeah, and it's just that it's that idea of we're the body of Christ, right? And so each of us has a different gift. We're supposed to be doing something rather than just mm -hmm. believing all of the right things. And especially now that just yesterday, I got something like that, right? I, I got the biblical standpoint of how we should treat nature and animals in a way that was consistent with all of scripture and a way that it was like, wow, yeah, that makes sense to me. And it's not something that I'm like, oh, well, okay, that's your thing, or I'll trust you on that because you know more about that than I do. They said it in a way of, oh, yes, that is consistent with the biblical worldview of animals. This makes sense. And so now mm -hmm. I agree with that. And and if somebody, you know, said, hey, I want to do this thing because of this biblical worldview of nature or whatever, I would be like, yes, do that. That's awesome. Rather, rather uh, earlier, before that, watching that movie, I just would have been like, eh, who cares about animals, right? like you know whatever <coughs> but Goodness. it's it's just that idea of we have all of these um causes that we believe in like like that movie that we just watched but am i gonna do something about that cause that they um and it's not like they were trying to further some sort of cause of that movie it's just that they had a reason for the things that they do on their mundane life lives and it made sense to me but but for me to be like oh yeah, like that's great and I'm going to throw money at that and then not do anything about it is is weird, right? And we do that with everything. Yeah, and, th and that's the thing, right? Like it is definitely helpful to give money to people who know what they're doing right. and do it well. And a, lo and a lot of situations, right? Like um, uh it might be even more useful like okay so so for example short-term mission trips um it's probably more helpful to just give a bunch of money to the people who to are... the people who are doing it and doing it well than to pay ridiculous amounts of money on plane tickets on plane tickets to send a bunch of teenagers who are really only going to do work about half <laughs> of the time and then the right. rest of the time be just treated as a vacation yeah um Right, like uh, you have to be cost effective with this, and 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 let the people who are doing it well do it, and right. give them support, but in the su the support that they actually need, right. and and uh, right, if like they actually need help and like hands to do that, then that's mm -hmm. great. But like, we need to be a lot more cost effective with the way that we treat those sorts of things and be right. efficient in those manners. But like, yeah, like I get what you're saying. Like, you know, um, we need to be walking the walk as we talk the talk, right? What are we actually doing to yeah. uh, help the the causes that are important and yeah. 
what are we doing to paint our spec our spec defense right. that we have? And and just to to clarify, we are not against short term mission trips in the sense that we think nobody should ever go on short term. No, it's trips. just the the culture of short term mission trips <laughs> right. that I've seen in the yes. church of like seeing in our a, church and the ones of... we've been a part of. Mm. Right, like we've we've gone on short term mission trips. I have gone on one that uh, was like not in our state, and um, Caleb has gone on one that was even not in our country, and I also mean, technically two. Two that was not in your country because we went with dad and mom. So. Oh right, yeah. So he's so he's definitely been on more short term mission trips than I have been on. But there's God, there's God. a difference between getting a bunch of teenagers to go do something that they're going to get more from than the people, which is kind of like then yeah. why don't you just do it around town? Yeah. And what I remember is yeah. after we went on a specific mission trip at um, Red Lake. in Red Lake, yep. we the next year. What we did when we had the opportunity to go on a missions trip, what we did is we did a bunch of uh, different projects in town or around our area. So yep. then we were still doing the work, but instead of us all, you know. It cost infinitely less money. Yes. We were all just going places and having a week, setting apart a week where instead of us traveling somewhere, we were just doing things for our community. Yep. Because then we weren't leaving that community and leaving it to somebody else we were doing we were furthering the community we were actually in yeah we were, we were missionaries there. we were spending a lot of money that could have been spent on paint yes. to travel to the completely other side of the fence to paint there exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> let's just try, well, let's go with this analogy as far as we can take really, it this is a really really far stretched but good analogy <laughs> right yeah so okay yeah so okay so let's so yeah but let's let's let that part Yep. We're talking I about the Ruby. Worst at segways. Let the paint dry. Let the paint dry. Whoa. On the <laughs> and that we will so continue good. on with season five of Ruby. And yeah, that was impressive. Thank you, Carly. Um, so we're dropping, <laughs> we're dropping frames like crazy here. So we should wrap this up. Okay. All right. Oh my goodness, it's ten o'clock. Yep. Holy cow. And it's ten o'clock. All right. So yeah. So not there, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so, goodness. Yeah. What it was is... ten o'clock. We've been going for way long. Yeah. <laughs> so what? What is the um like? How do they handle racism then? I feel like I've talked the majority of of the season five. How well, do they handle racism? They handle and... it well. Very well. No. So, so the so the thing that I I got out of it was right that was that they handled racism well because they talked about reverse racism. Um. Right. Mm. They talked about yeah the, right they talked about the culture that can arise when an understandably angry section of society has legitimate issues against their oppressors against people who have looked down on them and have treated them as less than human but taking that into a culture of violence taking that into a culture that does the same thing or worse to those people than they did to them. Mm -hmm. Or just yeah. in a different way. Or in a different way, right? Which like, is what I feel like a lot of the um, the uh, um, um, African-Americans in America is doing today. Is they're, Instead of it being like a, we're going to oppress white people, instead they're doing it in different ways. They're still harming the the other side, right? But they're doing it in a way that's not trying to make white people into slaves like we did with black people right but they're they're doing it in ways that's they're they're not doing the same thing but they're still doing harm right well it's the, yeah it's the idea that we're we're continuing to and those are general, general generalized statements but like yes 
um, the culture surrounding the issue of racism has become so divisive that it's impossible to find any common ground. It's impossible to find any yeah. reconciliation because either both sides are so defensive yeah. and focused on winning right. this ideological argument that right. it's impossible to actually have a sit-down discussion and really get into the issues surrounding racism and the real core of the problem right. because... And, and American politics have done nothing to help this. Right. Um, they've just <laughs> added fuel to the fire, yes, right? That it's, it's, it's become entirely about um, pick your side, mm-hmm. and one side is racist, one side isn't racist. Mm-hmm. And you pick that side, and then you fight for all it's worth for anything that side says is the right way to handle this issue. Yeah. Instead yep. of intelligently looking at the issue and, and thinking from a biblical perspective for, for us as Christians... And, and finding, all right, what are the actual ways that we as individuals and communities yes. can do to solve this problem? Right. Not looking to other people in, in Washington, not your Washington, but the bad Washington, um, <laughs> the to, bad Washington. <laughs> to, to fix all of our problems for us, right? right? We have to take steps as individuals and as communities right. to fix those problems right. in, the, in, in our section of the fence, right. right? Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, take that idea and say... Go back to the same thing we were just talking about, right? Of in politics, that's also what we do, is we yeah. put people in charge of the things that we should be doing ourselves. Absolutely, we should. Be, we're putting people in charge of the things that we should be changing in our society. That's legitimately and expecting them yeah. to do our work. That's for legitimately us. just what government is. Um, yeah. unfortunately, um, uh, I guess specifically our current governmental system yes. is it's it's laziness ultimately because it's like all right we we need to find a way to let other people handle these issues that we should be handling ourselves so that we can get on with our mundane lives specifically in the areas of like generosity Mm -hmm. um right the reason that uh we have such a problem with social programs in our country right now is because we as as christians i feel have not taken up the task of being generous and giving with our time and money Mm -hmm. to help the communities around us right. and so the government has come along and people who are understandably worried about poverty and home the homeless and issues like those mm-hmm. but they've chosen the completely wrong angle to come at it with and decided that let's steal other people's money and then right. give it to these people right. and then we <laughs> cause even more division and more yeah. problems um and a lot less and it's, it's a lot more efficient for us as individuals and communities to come alongside those people who are hurting and directly give them our money mm-hmm. and time than it is for the government to take money from everyone in the whole country and then try to re- redistribute it mm-hmm. and take a cut for themselves. And there's all sorts of corruption that goes on in that. Mm-hmm. And it's just a big mess. And, Whereas that's, and, that's not what God calls us to do. And as Christians, it's, right. he calls us to specifically go out into those communities and give of our own time and money, right. specifically us as mm-hmm. churches and stuff. Right. And, and just to go into this idea just a little bit further in case our, um, j- just to, make this a full explanation um, when it and, and give us a scriptural basis for for this standpoint is in the Old Testament when mm. the the Israelites were under God's government they were under the government of God right the Israelites theonomy in, huh? theonomy yes they were they were a theonomy right and so they were well, they just, are the, they were a theocracy but the theocracy the, the adjective is theonomy no it's, the, it's theonomy is a, a view of ethics basically it's like oh, okay. um the, how we should view so the the the, the 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 it would be theonomy versus autonomy so theonomy is 
God gets to decide the standard for, oh, okay. for all of these things, whereas autonomy, autonomy is, is we get to decide the standard okay. for government and so on and so forth. So okay, right, okay, so yeah. so um, the Israelites were just under the rule. Of God, God was king, right? God, yeah, God right. was king. God was the king, and and everybody would give a tenth of what they had to God, and um, some of that would go to the priests who um, would be the ones to commune with God and uh, offer sacrifices. And that was a way of providing for them. Yes. Yeah. And and it was a willing thing of, we are under God, and so we I've love heard it, God. Yeah, I've heard it described this way, right? Like, where, um, where it would be unjust for a king in the Middle Ages to demand taxes and whatever from people because he can't... He has no right to the land that he's just conquered through violence, right? Right. But God being king and owning the entire world right <laughs> like he 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 was under he's the sovereign of the holy land he was the mm. sovereign of of israel right? right and so he had every right to parcel out any amount of land he wanted to anyone mm -hmm. and have any decision made about how that right. land should be used and what how the people in it should live and and um, how generous of god then to say 10 percent yep exactly and you get 90 percent of everything that <laughs> yep. you have yeah right? honestly yep. and taxes for us today are so much worse than that right and uh <laughs> like it's crazy but here so here's the thing though is then the people cried out for what a king, a king. and so then which is really dumb them, because they already had one <laughs> exactly so then, so then what god said was you want a king but you're <laughs> under my rule yeah and what he said was if you do this there's something bad is going to happen to you and what was the bad thing <laughs> he's going to take your stuff yeah the, king will, <laughs> yeah the king will get your stuff instead of me now and exactly. he'll do a much poorer job of at being king at being king than me and so yeah. and so literally what happened was people got tired of living under god's rule and so instead they wanted a a, a person to do all the things that they were sick and tired of doing yep. which was worshiping god doing what is holy and just and righteous hmm. in the sight of a holy god so instead they they put for them a king, an idealized human being, to do all of those things for them so that they didn't have to. Yeah. So it was the epitome of human mm -hmm. laziness by putting yep. a king <laughs> in place of God. Yeah. And how how much of an how much more idolatrous can you get <laughs> than having a king? To saying God, God, we don't want you to rule over us anymore. We want a person to. Like how much more blatantly <laughs> idolatrous can you get? Yeah, yeah, right. And, and, and you know, and, and it's, it's remarkable though that like God still ended up using that system mm -hmm. to still do great yeah. things and right. amazing things, but it was and, and despite he, and not exactly. Because, right? He first gave them Saul and said, "This king is going to be bad," and then <laughs> gave them David and showed them grace and mercy. Yeah, hmm. it's it, he's just telling the gospel over and over and over again. You yeah. did this. I'm punishing you for it, and then I'm going to redeem you. Over and over and over again. Yep. Crazy. But okay, so longest rabbit trail I think we've ever had. The most <laughs> yeah. productive rabbit trail I feel like yeah. we've ever been on. Yeah. Um, so do you want anything more to say about like, season five? I mean, we never talked about... Oh, no, we did. We did. We did. Yeah, we did. Said. Right, so you have any more thoughts about the like race, the racism, reconciliation, all that stuff, Carly? Well, I don't think so. I mean, let's let's give a because uh, we talked about anti-racism, but what is anti-racism? You mean reverse racism? That's what I meant. Yeah. Right. So, so <laughs> I'm trying to think of a better term for it than reverse racism. Because 
I think it's called love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the opposite of racism would be love. Yes, sure. Mm -hmm, that's true. Um, but it's the idea that you... Because it's not exactly the same, because, for, uh, like, a system that supports, or that, that um, what's the word? A system that privileges one group of people over another, mm -hmm. it's it's them being oppressive towards a a, 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 a a people that they view as inferior. And, and yeah. But the, inferior, the, the people who are being viewed as inferior striking out an anger at the people who are oppressing them isn't necessarily the same thing um but i'm just trying to think of a better like term for it it's just a, it's it's mainly the idea right of like um revenge really is what it yeah, is right it's revenge in the way that i now get more stuff than you get to have right it's not about of, okay so it's not about equality yep. it's about yeah it's about justice revenge social justice i mean not even justice because it's same, not justice it's not justice but, but like that's what it's called yeah right the right. idea of um yeah getting getting what you think you deserve yeah instead right. of what is equally owed to every human because yeah. they're made in the yeah image of looks God. very similar to the social justice in america <laughs> yeah and um and um it's it, yeah like what justice has always been people get what they deserve right and yeah. and people get rec like um the victim gets justice for right. right the the perpetrator gets punished and the victim gets justice right and the justice that the victim gets is getting back what they've lost mm -hmm. not them getting more stuff after they've lost something else yeah yeah right right it's 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 the idea that the the goal of of movements to end racism should not be to necessarily then just turn around and privilege the people who were underprivileged before right. above anyone else because then it's it just it, over time that will end up being racism in a, in the exact same way that was before just with different just, people yeah. what we need to be doing is making sure that ever it, it's an equality of opportunity and not an equality of outcome yes. that's that's the difference and that's that's yeah. the difference between um uh free market like for liberty standards and communistic socialistic marxist standards mm -hmm. where it's like um we need to give everyone an equal opportunity to succeed and and so that means not having these sorts of biases towards people who you know are uh, a certain race or certain right. sex right we need to make sure that the playing field is level for them for mm -hmm. everyone everyone has an opportunity to succeed and, and, and excel right um and, and that, then you get to the verse of if you don't work you don't eat right and then but they yeah. have to they have to actually do something right they it, equality of outcome says that no matter how much work anyone does no matter right. how what what their starting point is everyone should end up at the same place mm -hmm. right everyone should have the same stuff <laughs> which is not it's it's not only is it impossible but it's also unbiblical because right. of those yeah. things, right? Like we should obviously give of our own time and energy to help people who are in need. Exactly. And but yeah. and the, that was... the thing that those people need is not to just continually be given things, right. but to be able to like, like Yang and Blake and and, and Weiss in the story learn to be to, get back to learn to get back on their feet and and be able to do it themselves with the help of other people, but still. Mm -hmm. could be able to function by themselves yeah. right 
I remember talking with a guy at work and me asking him, we, we were shredding turkeys and I asked him cause I was trying to make conversation. Um, like what, what would your, I, I, I don't mean to say that in like a, it was really awkward and I was trying to make conversation. It was a thing of, I wanted so to like, get to know this guy more. And so I was asking him questions cause yeah. you know, why not? <laughs> and so my question was, what would your dream job be? And he literally said, if I never had to work, I wouldn't. And he said, okay, here's my dream job. All right. I am the CEO of an entire company and I go into work and sign pieces of paper all day. <laughs> and and he was dead serious because in his mind, work was evil. Mm-hmm. And if we, we <laughs> in America have that idea, you go anywhere and it's always the, the, the mundane grind of the five days and then you get the two-day weekend off and then life is great. And you live for the weekend and <laughs> Mondays are evil. I love Mondays. I and, and one of the 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 best things about Mondays at my workplace is we get on to work on Monday and we're all rejuvenated after the weekend and we get stuff done and we get cool stuff done sometimes where we like reorganize different things and and we feel accomplished and we're satisfied with doing work because we were made to work. Right, and if right. somebody we, we have has to look a, at you have to look at the Garden of Eden, right? Like, yeah. g- God didn't just like give them this garden and then be like, "All right, well, that's it." And there's just, just wander and the around. Animals are gonna come and feed you. All right, of like the just wander road. around. He right. specifically gave Adam a task, right, which was to tend the garden, yeah. Yeah. right, watch the garden, protect yeah. the garden, name the animals, right, yeah. do these things because work is good, guys. It wasn't a result of the fall. I like that. I like that zoom in. That was good. Zoom with the place. Yeah. It was good, guys. It was good. So good. Yeah. Okay, so... Because uh, it's Genesis. Uh, okay. <laughs> you could say it was very good. Uh, but only one woman got on the scene. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Thanks, no. Carly. Yep. Okay. So, so what you could say is, before Carly became a permanent co-host of the christian artist the podcast was good, good. And but then... it wasn't very good there you go perfect. wow perfect perfect we're going by biblical standards oh, dear. here dear no. i apologize okay. carly all right so thank you very much <laughs> okay so <laughs> you said the word very again oh uh, that was great honestly though honestly though thank you carly for being on this this is a lot of fun never be around <laughs> but yeah no so i'm glad that your internet is working through your phone yes. which is yes. great. <laughs> but so the point we're trying to make here is yeah i'm surprised it's working as well as it is <laughs> it's working great <laughs> yes but okay so the, the point we're trying to make here and let's I'm wrap gonna, up yeah <laughs> it's definitely gonna wrap up but then um <laughs> the the head cook stacy ended up breaking her leg at some point right and uh instead of her being like Oh, now I get to relax and do whatever I want because I can't work. Instead, she literally went insane. Mm-hmm. And she tells me this. And she ended up coming back to work really early and ended up just like having to like be in pain and sit down like like while she was there. And then like she would like be sitting and like doing as many things as she could while she was sitting because she literally hated it mm-hmm. because she loved to work. Mm-hmm. And she understood that she was made to work. She has the idea that work is a good thing and mm-hmm. it satisfies her soul Yeah, to be able to work and do things because she's accomplishing things. And, and, and because she's wired to do that specific thing, right? Exactly, like it's, yeah. And, and it, she loves cooking. She loves cooking, and she, right, yeah. Like that, she has a desire and a passion for cooking. Yep. Right? And, and so instead of us being like, okay, 
like work is is evil and then we had this idea of well if i couldn't work if i was like actually physically handicapped where i couldn't do this maybe it's kind of a good thing and it's that mindset of it's crazy that not being able to work is actually a bad thing it's the thing right like if i if i didn't have to worry about money I would you, love- you bet I would still be doing exactly. things, right? Like I would be, <laughs> I, I would be doing, like I would, I would commit myself full time to doing role playing games. Right. <laughs> so that would be my job, right? I would just, I would, I would figure out a way to do it as, to the best of my ability because it's a thing I enjoy doing, and it takes work, it takes creative energy to do, and so if I can possibly find a way to like do that and not starve. <laughs> then awesome right but it's the idea of finding something that is you know that you can do that you love doing mm-hmm. and that you can make a living doing right um you have to balance those things obviously because you have to be able to like take care of yourself and not right. starve but um but all, what's awesome about the world the world in which we live right now is the standard of living has rate has risen so much in mm-hmm. in uh first world countries that we can have jobs that are literally i play video games full time Right. And that's a thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> is it a waste of time for a lot of people? Absolutely. But for, for a lot of people, but but I could I could see a person who was a full-time video game streamer and was a Christian and was and God would you could, yeah. they could do that to the glory of God. Right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Right? Like cuz anything can be like that. Unless it's like Unless being it's a prostitute cuz right. that's <laughs> directly sent yeah right, right. like <laughs> or a thief or a murderer right, right? Like, for, full-time yeah. hitman yep. <laughs> for the glory of god yeah see yeah obviously it's not, not right? how that works but, yeah <laughs> but yeah so terms and conditions may apply yeah. <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah so that's our full view of Ruby. the culture <laughs> as it is and the government as it is and Work as it is from a biblical point of view. Yeah. And we got all of that from a five-season kids' TV show. Right, and that's the thing. Like, (laughs) good art will make us think about these sorts of topics, right? Good art will lead us to have these giant conversations about politics and Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. reconciliation and racism and whatever. And the thing that they didn't do was say, hey – this is what you should be doing in America right now. Mm-hmm. What they did was they put us in realistic situations with realistic <laughs> characters yeah. that did things that made us think, huh, this is like my world today. <laughs> How can I do something that's similar to this that will also have the same effect? Yeah. Because when when Blake did forgive um, Ilya in front of everybody and united her people, it was realistic because that is definitely something that could happen. Mm-hmm. And instead of us being like, oh, you should forgive because this cheesy thing will happen. Instead, they did something well and realistic so that they taught us something where if you want to change your culture and world as it is today in regards to racism in this aspect, this is what you should do because yeah. this is what will happen. You can't continue propagating violence. You yeah. have to forgive. You have to be willing to mm-hmm. do the hard thing to forgive and try to reconcile with the people who are wrong right and, in, and instead of it being like a thing of we need to defend ourselves it's a thing of yep. if we help you there's no way you're going to attack us yeah mm-hmm. and that was the thing of, i mean but that so oh man it's so good because it's literally jesus's whole thing yep right <laughs> because he he says i did not come to 
like I, I did not come to the world to condemn the world. Like, the world's already condemned. I came to redeem the world, right? I came to very specifically redeem people, to go to bad people and redeem them, to make them like me. And that is my mission. It is My mission is not to come into the world and just wipe everyone out. I, my mission is not to come into the world and and stab everyone who doesn't love Jesus, right? right? My mission was to take broken and ugly people and make them into beautiful objects that worship God and only I can do that. And so I am going to reach into these broken people's lives and give them the forgiveness that they do not deserve, but that will lead to glory for me and beauty for them in their lives. Um, right? It's the exact same thing. Like Ilya absolutely did not deserve forgiveness. <laughs> she did yeah. horrible things. But she tried to kill her and her entire family. Exactly. Right? And, like... But Blake forgave her, even though it was hard, because that is the sort of love that changes hearts. Right. right? That sort of love that you would completely forgive someone even after they have wronged you so completely. Right. And it's not that Blake just forgave her like in the middle of like so she was like fighting whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. And she was and, like, and she's like, no, yeah, I, forgive I forgive you. you. I forgive you. Like yep. while she's trying to murder her. Right. right. Because that's <laughs> obviously like, I'm sure that Blake didn't harbor Ill, Ill intent towards her because that's the sort of person that Blake was and showed to be. Right. But she saw that when there was the chance for reconciliation, that mm-hmm. she would be the better person and, and make that happen because right. that person showed remorse, right? Showed repentance. And because repentance happened, reconciliation was possible. Um, and when that happens, we cannot refuse it, right? If someone is truly repentant, we are, we are being sinners if we do not forgive them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Pfft. Mic drop. <laughs> I mean, amen. Well, that's Ruby, guys. <laughs> and, okay, so, so I would like to, because we just talked about forgiveness. Yeah. I would like to end with an Avatar The Last Airbender quote. Okay, do it. Because I think that'd be funny. So, um, <laughs> Zuko, um, or no, Katara saying, now that Who I know are he's you? out there. And what do you want? Oh, no. not that one. <laughs> Katara saying, now that I know he's out there, I can't just stand by. I have to go after him. And Aang said, just know that when you do confront him, when you do meet him, know that, um, forgiveness is always the best is, is always to, to be something you should strive for. I'm paraphrasing a little bit there. Yeah, um, you ruined it. Uh, forgiveness is always something that you should, <laughs> for. forgiveness is always the option that you should strive for. And then Zuko says, that's the same thing as doing nothing. And Aang said, mm. forgiveness, uh, that's no, doing nothing is easy. Forgiveness is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. There you go. Boom. So that's Ruby, guys. We talked about Ruby. We talked about all the things that pertain to Ruby. We talked about all the things that didn't pertain to Ruby, but kind of pertain to Ruby. Um, Welcome to the Christmas. This is <laughs> and we're, we're just about done yeah. here. So you can find us on Twitter. If you guys ever make yeah. t-shirts, it needs to just, like, on the back, be, like, professional rabbit, rabbit trailers or something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. my gosh. We should make t-shirts, guys. We should make a t-shirt. We could sell our own merch. <laughs> yes. I mean, what we should really do, we should start a Patreon. <laughs> should we? Yeah. I don't know We should legit. That. We should legit start a Patreon. I don't know if anybody, you know, is going to 40 people. 
those forty see. people. Yeah, we might we might scrounge up a couple bucks. <laughs> no, I mean that's, that's more dollars than we had before. And then whenever something breaks, we can go into that fund and be like, hey, buy this thing. And every yeah. time that you know the soundboard breaks and you yeah. have to remake your studio and we're off for three months, mm-hmm. we won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I I've been thinking about that for a while now. Of like. Definitely possibly getting a Patreon for some reason, but I can't. Like, right. I I feel like I have to be like if I did a Patreon, it would be for like me as all of the things that I do and related to it, right. Christian arts being one of them. Right. But I feel like I would have to, yeah, regularly release stuff on my website again. Right. For that to be <laughs> yep. a thing that would make sense. <laughs> yep. uh, so I need to do that. I can write articles for your website too. Oh, that'd be cool. And you can, you know, get money off of me. It'd be fun. Get that sweet, <laughs> that sweet, sweet view count. Yeah. But okay, so... Sweet, sweet page hits. So, let's... let's anyway, yeah. Show. So, you can find us at Twitter, at Christ underscore art underscore show, at Facebook, at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show, and our website, at Christian Artist Show dot com. Um, obviously, you can find us here, usually on Monday nights, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Caleb Powers. That's me. Um, but yeah, the Christian artist is the brainchild of me and this dude over here. And, and Carly has come along for the ride. As, as, as I said in the first episode, she's come along on the Christian Artist <laughs> Express. Yeah. So that is mm. cool <laughs> so yeah carly we we just listened to like the first bit of the first episode that we ever released last night and i i think i only lasted 15 seconds before turning it off because i was so 25 25, 25 seconds. seconds i've listened to like all of them multiple times so. right me too right but like i it i man like I, I started listening to that and I was like, wow, like, I can't listen to this. Mm-hmm. I don't get embarrassed <laughs> listening to the sound of my own voice usually, but I was. Yeah. So. <laughs> he literally said, all of those who were aboard for the Christian Artist Express. No, that wasn't the part that embarrassed me. That. that was not the part that embarrassed me. That was well, fine. That me. The part well, that embarrassed say. me, the part that embarrassed me is when I, when I, I said, I was like, uh, you know, I'm Caleb and uh, Connor's my brother. It's just, it was the way I said it, it was just so awkward and weird. Oh. <laughs> and Connor here on the microphone over here is my brother. Maybe that that's not nice. at all. Yeah, that, that would have been. <laughs> you know? My favorite part is when you said, "We're just a couple of Christian dudes in Janesville, Wisconsin." <laughs> that also happened. <laughs> and Thanks, uh, Chase. there's there's Chase back for the, uh, the his semblance has he... failed. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Your semblance has failed." <laughs> Yeah, so we're we're wrapping up here. So let's go ahead and uh, and do that. Um, so yeah, we're out. Uh, we will uh, be back next week. I think, hopefully, maybe. I think there's not really <laughs> yeah. reason not to. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like the only thing would be it's spring break and Anna's in town. No, we're still. Good. But I'm mean, gonna assume we'd still do it. Maybe yeah, I can we're get. Still doing maybe it. I can convince convince Anna to come on the podcast. That'd be yeah. Fun. Anyway, yeah, that's Christian artist. All right, we're good. Christian dudes, we're out. (laughs) Yeah, just a couple of Christian dudes and a dudette, and a dudette, (laughs) not in Janesville, Wisconsin, in Janesville, Wisconsin, and in don't say who, Camas, Washington State. Yeah, Camas, Washington. Camas, is that how you pronounce it? Okay, Camas. Yeah, it's not Camas. Camas. Oh my gosh. Canvas. (laughs) Canvas Camas. No, what? 
All right, let's let's nope, let's stop. Oh, I see what you're saying. You can use that in like one of your songs. Nope, nope. All right, bye.